Hey, what's up, what's up, everyone? What's up? Welcome one and all to Timeless Gamer. Where the games and gamers grow older, but our gaming experiences will forever remain timeless. Your gaming podcast show brought to you by Pinoy Retro Gaming. And we are now live in Twitch, Facebook, and, and for all of our archive videos that... For some reason, you still haven't, <laughs> you still haven't witnessed. That's fine. You can just go to our YouTube channel, which is Thomas Gamer PRG, and by also going to the Pinoy Retro Gaming Facebook page, you can also listen to us uh, by going to Audible, Amazon Music, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Pad, uh, Samsung Podcast, Podcast Index, Listen Notes, Pandora, TuneIn, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Deezer, so all of that great stuff. And for this episode, guys, we are. Oh, before we do our uh, before uh, before we proceed, introduce uh, giving the synopsis of today's episode. Previously on Timeless Gamer, we talked about the gaming mascots of um, of the gaming industry, past and pre- uh, past and present. So all of you Mario fans and Sonic fans, Master Chief fans, yeah. Go to the, go to that episode, and we we shared our thoughts and opinions regarding those mascots, some of their history as well, and the impact that they left in the gaming industry. Not all of the mascots were uh, were uh, were focused on some of the notable few, of course. And for this episode, we have Sir Dan to thank for. This is going to be our. Sega Genesis, ma- oh Sega Genesis, Sega Master, Master System, System versus the Nintendo Entertainment System, both systems during the 8-bit era of the early mid 80s. And speaking of which, uh, introductions of our panel for for tonight, uh, we got all the way from the UK, Sir Dan. Mm-hmm. How are we doing, all right, everyone? Good, good. All right. Thank you, thank you, Sir Dan. And across the Atlantic Sea, from the land of New Jersey, we got Sir Joel. Hey, it's great hey. to see everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are. Welcome to the newest episode of Timeless Gamer Podcast. And the beast from the east, Sir Seabird Retro Gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, guys. Good evening. I'm going to be representing Ness, so I'm going to be needing help from all our Filipino comrades who are watching right now. Mm-hmm. And now remember, Seabird isn't just the beauty. He isn't just the beast. He's also the beauty. There you go. <laughs> and, our, and our bow from Cebu, Sir Juan DeMarcus. Mm-hmm. Well, good day, everyone. Juan DeMarcus of One Two Three Go. How's everyone? All right, all right. Thank you, Sir JDM. And a very special Thomas Gamer welcome. He's been uh, it's been one of our uh, our avid. Viewers for the last cup uh, for the last few episodes coming from London, uh, we extend our uh, very much appreciation and welcome, Sir Viraj. Yes. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, how you guys doing? We're all good. We're ready to get cracking, right? So uh, yeah, um, I've been looking forward to this as well, and it's an honor for you to let me on this show. So um, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Thank you. And maybe let's uh, maybe we'll use this opportunity to, uh, to to know a little bit more about Serviraj. So Serviraj, can you tell us more about your gaming background? Um, uh, for me, gaming started in in the nineties. I mean, I was born in the middle of the eighties, but bounced back in in the middle of it. And um, uh, as a youngster, I it was, it was really to be blunt with you. Um, my father had an Atari twenty six hundred. 
played it for a bit and yes it was an interesting novelty for the time but it isn't something that uh, a young five-year-old can really get into it. It was five when I started playing video games. Um, my father then later got me a, and this, this touches on this episode, uh, a Nintendo Entertainment System, okay? And I didn't get on with it because um, one, my hands might have been a bit too small, small for this controller. You know, it, it really did, um, <laughs> it pinched into my little hands. It was uncomfortable. And um, I, I hated Duck Hunt because I, I just wanted to kill the dog because I couldn't shoot the duck and it was laughing at me. <laughs> The dog would laugh at me. Everybody so like, wanted to kill the dog, Virage. But I didn't do it. Um, so, and he was laughing at me, so I thought, no. And then I, I didn't get on with it. So my father actually returned the NES, and he got me this new console called the Sega Mega Drive. Okay, and that's where things, things got real. And um, it was with the, really, it was the mention of Sonic the Hedgehog that got me into wanting to play video games. It was a very good game for a young person, a five-year-old, okay? to get into it, all the buttons are jump, it's just a directional pad, and you just have to direct Sonic until the end of the game. You know, and it's it's quite a really well-made platformer for its time, but a simple platformer, but that's what started um, me loving video games from that point, and, and the Sega Mega Drive, which is my favorite retro gaming console of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, you know, the rest is history, you know, I had the SNES as well, and, and PlayStation followed, and and onwards and onwards until what we have today. So, um, yeah, that's a summary of, of me for the fundamental part. Right, so we invited Sir Viraj here uh, for this particular episode because uh, we want somebody uh, who knows uh, who knows more about the Sega Master System. And with all due respect to all of you Filipinos there, yes, we grew up with the Famicom, but there are also places, uh, there are other locations in the world where... The master system reigns supreme. Yes. And it's not fair to say that we're not, uh, just because we didn't grow up with with the master system doesn't necessarily mean we should dismiss it, right? And for some, uh, on, for, for some of the kids back in the 80s, this was their life. As much as the Famicom, the NAS were, uh, were a major part of our lives growing up. So on the, so the purpose of this episode is uh, is to educate and spread awareness on how the Sega Master System fared with uh, with the with, with the NES. Yeah. Sure, of course. Uh, we all know what's happened. That's that's a given, but uh, by by having Sir Viraj here and Sir Dan representing the blue brand, we might know something uh, we might know something about the Master System. That we were not able to, uh, that we were not able to learn back from the days when the Famicom and the NES were pretty much eb- was pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this show will uh, will 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 educate us. You know? mm-hmm. So we will give it now to Sir Joel, who is going to be the main referee of this bout. Scheduled okay. for one fall. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get ready to rumble! All right, uh, the idea today, like Joss says, is that um, our audience is comprised mainly of Filipinos from the Philippines and abroad. And the nice, the thing about us Filipinos is that we grew up with the Japanese Famicom slash NES because it was the big thing that was available in the Philippines back then. We had basically no idea that there were any alternatives. And that is why we are uh, we are privileged right now to have 
Dan and Viraj with us uh, to introduce us to what was happening elsewhere in the world and what amazing other things are available now for us retro gamers. So, um, <clears throat> uh, representing uh, uh, the Sega Master System side is Dan and Viraj. Representing the NES Famicom side would be JDM and Siebert. And Joe yeah. uh, jo and I are going to be placing bets against each other to see who's going to knock each other, who's going to knock the other one first. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just noticed that uh, Sir Viraj and Sir Dan are wearing their their blue colors yeah. and. <laughs> I just realized that I was wearing red and they were just wearing now. blue and you guys yeah. are wearing like a yeah. very neutral colors. Yeah, fly the colors, JDM, because the, the idea colors. is that, you know, I, I mean, I'm wearing a blue jacket, but my main color right now is black. Uh, I'm very neutral. I'm, I'm, I'm the spectator <laughs> in this whole okay. thing. And of course, the... I'm, I'm actually also neutral, so... I'm oh, come on, T-Bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, first things first, though. Let's say hi to everybody in the chat because we here in Timeless Gamer are very, very concerned about not just us in the panel being uh, tossing out our, our facts and opinions. We also love our audience. We'd like to say hi to uh, Paulo de la Chica, uh, Nintendo for Life. There you go. That's already in the first shot, yeah. first volley in the war. And Francis Baja says, I never played any Sega consoles in my whole life. Oh, there goes. Oh. There goes. <laughs> there goes another shot. Yeah. Marlon Hurtado in his scoopiness. And of course, Miss Charlene Alisa San Agustin, who sadly could not make it to today's episode because she is very busy with her studies. But, you know, we send out our um, our prayers for you, Miss Charlene. Good luck on, on the exams. And of course, Gomer Kasi, Gomer of Jinko's Gaming Hub. Very, very, uh, very happy that you're here. And uh, James Wheatley, looking forward to this one. Very good. So, uh, shots have been fired across the bow already, guys. Let's do. Uh, let's begin with a little bit of history, then. Okay. Uh, I guess the best person to uh, start it off would be our uh, special guest today, Viraj. Give us a little bit All of right. a background on what the Sega Master System is and what it was all about back then. All right. So I think the tr- let's start at the very beginning of Sega. I think a very good place people... to start. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I, mean <laughs> I say Sega. I say Sega when it became known as Sega CSK. Okay, which is the same mm. that we knew and love. And mm. um, the story actually begins in 1983 when Sega created their first home console, which wasn't actually the Master System. For us in the West, it was the Master System. It was the Sega SG-1000. Mm. And um, that was launched in uh, 1983, July f- uh, 15th. The same day that Nintendo's Famicom was released with a little mini replica here. Oh, right there, I love that one. Which is, love which is all, it's all, it's all wired in. Um, mm. But, um, you know, that, that was the SG-1000. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, just a bit of note, I hope Sega do make an SG-1000 mini, but that's another oh, story. Let's hope so, um, let's hope so. But, but they created this console um, and it was, it was just something that they wanted to make because their arcade business wasn't doing as well as it could have done. They thought, let's try and venture into the home console market. Mm. And the, the, the target for that device was to sell about 100,000 units. It wasn't as powerful as the Famicom, to be honest. Um, it was a, sli- a slightly enhanced version of the of the Atari 2600 hardware at the time. You know, mm. it's better than Atari 2600, but not not quite as advanced as a Famicom. Uh, just to be be clear about it, in in time, Sega 
they did well with it. Was it successful? As far as Sega were concerned, it was because it sold 100,000 units and that was their target. They weren't really looking to compete with Nintendo at the time, even though the system, okay. it was a coincidence that both systems launched on the same day. Mm -hmm. The system then went through a redesign the following years. You know, the controllers weren't that great on the SG-1000. They thought, let's have detachable controllers. You know, let's have, a, 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 and it, the, it did have like a cartridge-based system, but they launched the card system on the Mark II model, the SG-1000 Mark II in 84. Um, and that did reasonably okay, but it wasn't successful because it was still the same hardware as an SG-1000, it was just redesigned. It's only in 1985 where they thought, right, we need to compete with Nintendo now. Let's create the Sega Mark III. That's what they called it, SG-1000 Mark III. It was known as the Mark III. And that is where the story of the Mark system really begins. In 1985, when they launched the Sega Mark III, that's actually the name of the Mark system in Japan before they rebranded it Mark System in, in 87 and had the launch of it. But wow. this, this it, because there was a Mark system launched in Japan, and the Mark system is known as Mark IV hardware. And what Sega were trying to do at the time was bring their arcade technology at home. That was always their goal from the very beginning. And that's what the run up to what Mega Drive is. You know, that's what System 16 was. It was getting that, that arcade technology at home. Um, and, you know, if you're looking at the SU-1000 Mark 1 and 2, that's based on the Sega System 2 hardware, which wasn't 16-bit at the time. And with the Mars System, yes, it was, 8-bit, even that had 16-bit buses in it, it was a lot more advanced at the mm -hmm. time than what we had, and it was more advanced than the Famicom. It was actually a system that was graphically superior than Famicom. It had a clock speed that ran twice as fast. Okay, so it was mm -hmm. actually a better system hardware-wise in terms of the graphical output. Now, mm -hmm. it, it, it then went on to having a release in the West in 86 in America uh, and, and 87 in, in Europe. Now, with... Yeah, well, for those... Yeah. For those of you who are in the audio portion right now, we are showing a little bit of a chart. Uh, pardon for the yeah, interruption, yeah. Viraj. We're showing a little bit of a chart on our screens uh, comparing uh, the hardwares of the uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System slash the Famicom, the Sega Master System, and um, the Atari... Is that the 7200? Oh, no, that's the 5800. 7800. 7600. Yeah, there you go. They, uh, they, they seem to very wildly in terms of um in terms of colors and palette and sprites but uh, the um they have i guess they're kind of running neck and neck barrage right anyway continue please yes um i mean it's an interesting observation here that the mm. atari um 7800 and actually the nes used the same processor it's exactly mm. based on the same <laughs> mos so it's, mm -hmm. it's the same sort of thing whereas the mars system used the xylog z80 processor, which was revolutionary for its time it was mm -hmm. used in so many other products even in the, the i believe that the game boy game boy color used uh, a version of that processor so uh, after that the xylog z80 became a very popular deck but going back to the mars system releasing in america in 1986 um, it, it launched out there, but by then, I think because Nintendo, and I'll let um, Seabird talk about Nintendo, I've got to give him a chance. I could do, I could do both sections if I wanted to, but <laughs> Nintendo had their dominance. Nintendo launched in 85, a year earlier in America, and they mm. redesigned the Famicom. So this is obviously the, 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 yes, the, Japanese, the Japanese design. Version, yeah. Now, because of the console crash, which happened only in America, well, pretty much only in North America, mm. um, people weren't buying like consoles because of what Atari were doing in all these clone consoles which had all these really bad games i mean <laughs> games for the sake of being games yeah and people were just tired of video games and nintendo they created this thing which is mm. which basically looks like a vcr you know lift it up and you have these big cartridges and then you rob the rubber robot so they market it as, as oh, there you go seabird is showing his modified lovely, uh lovely customized modern. sorry uh customized yeah. so, uh nes all right continue uh, so so they they created this thing to to, to really 
you know, they saw a niche in the market and, mm. and they, they really wanted to sell this because the, the, the Famicom had done very well in Japan. Mm. Okay, and they thought we just redesign it and we sell this. Mm. Um, and it, it did very well. It was very successful. And it had a domination in America unseen like nowhere else. It had a 90% market share throughout its run for a long time. Ah, okay. it, it, and I think it's because one thing I want to just talk about is the tactics they used with third party developers and how um, they signed them on to make games exclusively just for them. So when Sega launched their master system in 86, it was very difficult for them to gain traction with developers. And, um, and and that was one of the things that they struggled with. And also they had, the, the, the master system did struggle in America a lot. And a part of it was Sega's sort of mishandling with the marketing of it because they gave it to uh, a marketing company that didn't really do much with it, they didn't really understand it. And that was, that was part of the issue. Now, it's a different story when we talk about Europe and mm. how Sega handled the release in Europe. Now, and it's also due to NES's, the NES's blunder in Europe because <laughs> NES, Nintendo got to, got to, went to Mattel to get them to market the NES in Europe, okay? Now, okay. Mattel's a famous toy company and, um, you know, they created He-Man and you know, they Barbie, Barbie mm. and, and so yes. much. So, well known. And the first editions of this actually said Mattel version, you know, um, oh. on it, on the first, in Europe. The first ones had Mattel version on it. That means nothing. It just means it was the first version, but they didn't market it very well. Mm. And because it, it, it was going up against people in Europe who were, st at the time, the, the market was very different because we didn't have a console crash here. People were happy playing games on the Commodore 64, ZX Spectrum, and all mm. these other microcomputers. We were happy mm. using that. Yeah, and that was that was what this was competing against. And when you see this here in Europe, we look at this and we think, the people thought this was a toy. Because the market <laughs> is a toy. You know, like, what is this toy? What is this thing? You know, mm. and the cartridges were like this big. I'm like, what is this nonsense? They're like, like VHS cassettes. What? This is silly. And then when Sega launched the Master System, you know, you're, you're dealing with like people who, who really can see the graphical difference and the graphics mm. from a Master System and then there's, it's, 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 it's it's day and night, you can see the difference. You know, you can see a difference. Like you can't say that much with the NES and the Mega Drive, and the Mega Drive but the difference mm. between this, the NES and Master, it, like, compared to uh, Master System, the NES just looked really primitive in terms mm -hmm. of the graphical output and what it was. And it was using, at the time, 1983 hardware, 1985 hardware with the Master System. So actually Master System was seen as a very popular system, a very desirable system when it came out here. And it lasted a very long time in Europe, all the way until mm. 1996 it was supported. Because, really? Oh. Yes, it was supported in the way to 1996 because, it, it, and you can look at the games library and it was, and that's partially because of Brazil, but the support that, that came for this was really good. They, they had a redesign of this in 1990 because mm. the original Master System had a card reader on it that still made it backwards compatible with the SG-1000 Mark II cards and the Mark III cards, because they, and there were Sega cards for the Master System. Yeah. It was basically games which didn't require that much memory and they were put into cards. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you have... Um, uh, you know, you have other accessories with the first Master System, such as 3D, active 3D glasses, so you can play 3D games. You had the Zapper as well, like you did with the with the, the NES. But they thought, okay, let's scale this back because this was released in 1990. The Mega Drive had come out in Europe then. This was actually um, dubbed what I, I'd like to call the poor man's Mega Drive because it was, it was being sold at. <laughs> It's basically being sold at forty nine ninety nine, and it was such a, a budget system. Huh? <laughs> I'd love to get my hands on one of those now. So, this, was, oh. this was well at the time, but it, mm. it it's still at forty nine ninety nine in in in, in the, you know nineteen ninety. It's still a lot of money, but mm. even then, like this was very popular, and it had a packing game built in. So in some of them, there was Alex Kidd. This one has Sonic the Hedgehog oh. built in. So it was seen as a really good budget system. It's built into the hardware. So when you turn it on, it boots up into that game. 
Obviously, you got this lovely little. This is the mask system too. It's got the dust cover as well. It covers it from getting dusty, so you don't have to Very blow on blow on it like you do have with a, with an NES cartridge. <laughs> yeah, but it already has a built-in game. Alex um, Kid. It has Alex. a built-in game already. Okay. Yeah. So and some had Alex Kid, some had Sonic. Mm. Um, depends on which one you went for, but. This this was very successful because what gave the Sega the, the market share advantage here in Europe anyway mm. wasn't was okay yes it was the success of the Mega Drive but also this was a really good budget system to play your Sega on and that pushed Nintendo's well Nintendo didn't really have a dominance here but mm. it went I'm sure it helps in terms of pushing its market share to over sixty five percent in Europe yeah you know, throughout ah, the years of nineteen ninety two nineteen ninety three um, so that Sega did very well with the Mega Drive here in Europe and, and the Master mm. And the Master System really helped with that. It was a budget solution for people who couldn't have a Mega Drive. So it had a second life here in Europe because of 1990 with the 16-bit era, the 8-bit stuff mm. was still prominent. And the Master System, unlike the NES, wasn't as jarring to look at. You know, mm. um, it's not to say that the NES wasn't successful here. It still had its fans. It still does. But mm. the Master System was just more. It sold more, and it was more successful here in Europe. Um, mm. but, but I mean, obviously, I'm sure um, Sasebert here will, will agree with me that it didn't. What what didn't help it was Nintendo's dominance on third party developers. There you uh, go. I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. Was um, yeah. I think what's really interesting is uh, let's talk about Acclaim Entertainment. Mm. Now Acclaim would make games for the Nintendo system, but they found a backdoor around it and they created a company called Flying Edge, which is just another name for Acclaim, and they used <laughs> that to publish games on the Sega system. So mm-hmm. there was a way around it, and that's that's where sort of that's one aspect where Sega struggled. But it's a, it's a number of it's a number of issues with America because of the way it was marketed and how how poorly it was handled. It's only when Sega returned and got their rights back um, from the company who I, I forget marketed it on purpose. Mm. Um, but it's only when Sega got their their rights back um, in 1990 did the Master System sort of get a bit more success. But that that was obviously in America. But it did it, it was failed to be it stopped being supported in 1992 in America. So that was mm. the end of that. So. It- it's quite fascinating, actually, listening to Viraj about how it's kind of like an alternate world for us Filipinos and for for those of us who grew up with Nintendo here here uh, here in the United States, where across the pond it's like you, you this complete other world where Nintendo wasn't the dominant force and and it's like something that something stepping over there. It, these people speak the same language as me. I understand what they're saying, but they're doing completely different things. And um, we're fascinated actually right now listening to how Viraj is describing it, how Dan is going to be putting in his his two cents on how things looked like back then. And um, actually even uh, Viraj even touched on a couple of things that I was that we here in the Philippines really didn't get into, like the Commodore 64, the the Spectrum, the ZX Spectrum, the Sinclair, things like that. We're, we're you know, yeah, all all Europe, and the way that um, the way that I think I'd heard someplace also uh, Viraj that that um, Sega Master System was huge also in Brazil. You mentioned Brazil. that earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it, it, in the way that has to do with a stroke of genius marketing, and has to do with Sega. Because Brazil has a very regulated economy, and when it comes to importing things, there's obviously a lot of tax with Brazil. Mm. Um, I don't know if it was the case now, but back then it was. And because they wanted to have control of their own products and wanted to help their own industry, there was a company called Tectoy. Mm. And Sega, Sega They're worked still with releasing Tectoy. Sega. Uh, yeah, and, and if we're being honest here, the Master System is still being supported to this very day in Brazil. Because All right, that, 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 that does it. That does it. I'm taking a trip down to Brazil right now. I'm buying. I'm buying myself a master system, brand new. Because it was, 
it, it was such a running success, and mm. they actually they actually uh, had their own little mascots. This, this frog called Sapo Zule, and what they've done is they've actually mm. used his sprite and just mm. basically doctored it into other Sega games to make <laughs> it successfully popular. But it worked, and Sega were happy doing it because it shifted their brand, it shifted their systems. Yeah, so then a, you were saying something. Yeah, yeah no, I say uh, uh, Sega Master System still sells around 150,000 units a year in in Brazil. So you, right, you, I, again. what what other you know what other uh, yeah. console is that amount? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it's probably the main console still in Brazil after 30 odd years. So that's a, a massive massive achievement, really. Yeah, sweetie, uh, we're booking our next vacation to Brazil. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'll probably find um, their version looking a bit more like this or a scaled back version of it because, mm -hmm. you know, obviously the, the original Mars system was actually very over-engineered. Um, you did have like, you know, you had the 3D technology that went into the card reader. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You had, the, you obviously had, it was, had backwards compatibility. And this one thing I, I haven't mentioned that nobody ever talks about with Sega, mm -hmm. which is up until the Sega Mark V, otherwise known as the Mega Drive, mm -hmm. all of their systems were backwards compatible with the one before it. So ah. Mars System, the first edition of it, was backwards compatible with the cards of the mm -hmm. Sega Mark, Mark II, which is the SG-1000. Mm -hmm. yeah, so obviously, we, we never used the backwards compatibility here in Europe because the, the Mark II never came out, but it would work. You know, mm -hmm. if you were to be one of those people who mail ordered it back then and who was an enthusiast. Um, but yeah, the Mars System Model 1 had the lovely design. It actually looked like a serious piece of hardware for us Europeans, but mm -hmm. the NES actually looked like a toy. <laughs> and, and I remember now, so the people they actually got the Americans, the, the, the Sega of America got uh, Tonka Toys, that was the company to market mm. it. And they didn't have a clue how to market this thing in yeah, the Yeah, Tonka. Yes, we, and they, we know they, Tonka for the, for the, um, for the, 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 the metal, what do you call those? The die cast metal the, the tractor toys. That's it. That's what we remember them for. Anyway, right. continue, Viraj. So, Tonka Toys didn't really know what to do in 88 to 1990. They held the rights to this thing, but they didn't have to market the Mars system. And it actually made it worse for the Americans, which is a shame <laughs> because of it was, just a, it was just a terrible mistake. And I think Sega obviously learned from that. They learned mm. a lot from all this, this exercise from Mars system. Wasn't as successful as it could have been in America. And mm. there were a number of factors against it. Nintendo's monopolization, dreadful monopolization tactics by saying to retailers then, Hey, you, if you start selling other people's consoles, we're going to pull out and not, not give you our NESs because they were the dominant force. And back then, the margins on video games consoles were a lot higher than they are now. They were mm. making a very profitable business then. And obviously, Nintendo used these, these very horrible monopolization blackmail tactics and they obviously went to court over this whole thing. But bottom line is, they were, they were, the, they were the predator back then and they, were the, they became a Goliath. Um, it's it's really one of the things that I, I guess it's it's uh, one of the things that influenced how how people had access to both systems here here in the Philippines uh, in the Philippines and here in the United States. That was also possible. Well, but then again, the Philippines is, was a lot of gray market uh, gray markets too. That um, we here, we in the Philippines were only able to access the stuff that uh, that America really marketed a lot of. And I guess in some some of uh, I guess let's 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 listen to JDM's side. I guess uh, JDM, were you were you alive a little bit? <laughs> were you alive oh, during that time? <laughs> I'd say JDM is about the youngest one in our in our panel right now. Uh, what was uh, what do you remember uh, about that era a little bit? Uh, I was born, I guess, a year later after the release of the Sega Master System, as Raj said. So, I 
honestly, I didn't even know that there was uh, different uh, gaming consoles other from other than Nintendo. Uh, I only saw um, the Sega uh, Mega Drive in 1995 because um, I had a cousin. Uh, I had a cousin who has this Mega Drive at home, so. It was like a mind-blowing experience because I only had a Famicom at home, so it was like, what I, why didn't I heard of this game uh, or this console? So I don't really have any uh, like recollection of seeing it in from our neighbors or something like that, and I only saw it um, later uh, during my. Around when I was eight or nine, when I when I uh, finally had my access to the internet, and I look at uh, uh, took a look at photos of what was um, the console, and then I discovered the master system. Mm, there you go. I, I'd say the the common Filipino experience was walking into the one of our super malls. Uh, going into uh, one, one uh, seeing kiosks right in the middle of the hallways, and then being able to pick out uh, a lot of games, uh, of course, uh, um, sailing the high seas type of games, and a, a lot of Famicom stuff, J- Japanese Famicom stuff that you would be able to pick out. But we, this alternate universe that we're looking at right now through Virage and uh, Dan's eyes is quite fascinating, especially the fact that they've touched on the early part of the console wars, which 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 we really went into detail of in the previous episode here in Timeless Gamer. If you guys want, you can check out our archives. We had an, an, an amazing discussion about the console wars back then, and uh, Virage Virage really touched on how the the, the industry really shook up. I got shook up by Sega and Nintendo way back when. Now, um, a li- that was that was a good introduction, uh, Viraj, as to how um, the hardware um, f- uh, the hardware specs measured up against each other. Mm-hmm. I'm more curious right now about uh, the comparisons, shall we say? Okay. Let's touch on the platform, uh, the, the platform software, and. Okay. Viraj already mentioned this a moment ago about how the color palettes in the Sega Master System seem to be a little bit more vibrant than in the Famicom. Mm. And I think we saw that uh, on the introduction video that Joe kindly provided earlier. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's it's it was quite. It, to like, be like, honest, uh, Joe, when I mm-hmm. when I was uh, when I was doing the intro video, mm-hmm. the difference between so they so there so. So there are a few games that were ports for both systems. Yes. And the difference between the two were night and day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the Sega Master System in terms of video and animation mm-hmm. really yes. blew off. And yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And watching uh, watching Aladdin for the, mm-hmm. uh, the Master System, mm-hmm. watching Lion King for the Master System, mm-hmm. like you can really see the fluidity of their movement. In comparison, with, uh, in comparison with uh, with the other uh, with the NES counterparts, they mm-hmm. a little bit more jarry and blocky. In I their guess movement. my, my you, you have to, yeah. You have oh, sorry, start, go ahead, Brush. Yeah, you, you have to be fair when when making these comparisons. Mm. Okay, so Aladdin actually had I have Aladdin on the Mars system, so I know about this. <laughs> okay, um, it had a very late, late release on the Mars system. It was in 1994. 
when did mm. Aladdin? I mean, Aladdin came out a good few years before that. Ninety-two, yeah. if I remember correctly. Right? Yes, that's mm-hmm. correct. Now, the the NES version of Aladdin is that's a scaled down weak port of the Mega Drive version, and I don't mm. know why. It was just, and, and if you actually look at the two, the NES one, I can't play. It's ugly. It's hideous. Mm. It's, it's yeah. awful. You play the Sega uh, Mega Drive. They had more time to. They had more time to perfect with oh, the master system yeah. because they had yes. more time. Uh, they had more time to program it. I would, I, would, I would say they had more time. It's just that Sega really put a lot of their. They worked with Virgin Games at the time. They had a very good. Oh, Virgin Games, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they, that, that game on the Mega Drive should not have been that good because they had less than six months to make it. And they really, they really, did, it, it didn't deserve to be as good as it was, but the Megadrive version of Aladdin is the best. But in, fairness with the, but in fairness with the, master system, but in fairness with the master system, though, they really pushed on how, on how the master system can yes. really pull, pull it off. And if they, if, if they really tried. The, the music on the right. master system, but like the rendition of a whole new world on the master mm. system version of Aladdin is beautiful. Okay, mm. they did a good job with the programmable sound generator on that master system version and it, it was made by sim i believe it was sims who made it and it actually out of all the landing games it actually follows the story of the movie the best the master i know i know <laughs> i know because i'm like because i was watching the i was watching the uh the, the youtube walkthrough of mm. aladdin for the master system they played out like the movie mm. so they will they will show some cut scenes yeah especially when aladdin first met jasmine mm. when they were yeah. on the rooftop and then Jaf- and then when he was taken to Jafar like they really stopped the game to tell a story mm-hmm. like like uh, like it was in the movie so mm-hmm. as a player you're like okay i'm i'm playing the game mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm and i'm also being retold the, uh this the story nice from way back it's a, it's then a, right it's an immersive experience it's an immersive it's, a, it's genius actually I, I like it personally i like it for all of you guys down there in the chat check out uh, check out Aladdin uh, for the Sega Master System. If you don't, if you don't even play it, yeah. just watch the uh, just watch the playthrough. No, no. Uh, no play, it. play it, play it, Viraj says play it, play it, play it. You know what? Play. Actually, Sir Viraj, it kind of it kind of reminds me of Prince of Persia, Sir Jobo. Yes, yes. It's there got you go. I love it's got that animation. Yes. Yeah, it's got that it's got that animation feel to it. Just technically speaking, it is Aladdin. I mean, Middle East. Yeah. I mean, it's just because the sorry, you were saying that. Oh, go on. I'll say quickly. It's a shame okay. that the Americans that the Americans never got Aladdin in 1994. It was discontinued at that point. So Americans play Aladdin on the Mars system. Go on. Go on. Okay. I'll just say, mate, we've got we've got Joshua uh, Hunt who's joined us uh, in the chat. Oh, he, he's, he's a Nintendo kid. He was mm. born into Nintendo. Now he's he's fit, he's playing some Sega and realizing Sega's yeah. last oh, very cool. area. Mm. And uh, he's a uh, he's a. Uh, I'm just gonna say he's that's one oh, game that, that yeah. he, he should go and play. Josh, go and play Aladdin, mate, and, and mm. get a taste of the Sega Master System on that. <laughs> yeah, gotta admit. I mean, he, and I I was able to play a few of the Sega Master System games that uh, Dan recommended. And what leapt out at me was how uh, like uh, this sh- really short comparison. I mean, even Shinobi for both uh, Sega Master System. Oh my God, Shinobi. Yeah, and What the hell, NES? What the hell? NES, look. What the hell, NES? When I sent my list across, mm. I compared Shinobi uh-huh. to Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. One yes. of the reasons is I wanted to give the NES a small chance. Mm. If I had to... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you know, any Ninja Guy, in fairness, they have their own Ninja Guy. 
Yeah. If, if you put Shinobi against, if you put Sega Shinobi against mm. Ness Shinobi, <laughs> it's no competition. Honestly, I mean, yeah, the, the, gra- the graphics were muddier on the NES, Famicom, and, and, and uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess the 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 movement. The color palette for Joel. Yeah, yeah have I guess the color, color palette. palette. Yeah, that's true. Yes, you were about to say it's much more vibrant actually. Yeah, you were about to say Virage. Just a quick note: there is actually a Ninja Gaiden on the Master System as well. You could do that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they, they do. They do. So, um, but I mean. You know, if, we, if we're comparing games, it's I think that's a fair comparison. You know, mm. uh, that's fair because you've got because that's the staple for that system. Correct. That's the staple for that system. Let's do it. But we'll do that later. Okay. <laughs> but we talk about we talk about some notable games for the Master System. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah. Obviously, like we we obviously this is all going to come up in the comparison video later. So there might be some re-repeats. Mm. So um, I mean, my first experience with Master, I know I said I, I, I had the NES, but I had a cousin who had the Master. Yeah. And um, there's some some games that are a notable mention that I remember playing at his house, hmm. um, which was the Master System version of Alien Three. Okay, now <laughs> now that that game is uh, I believe plays better on the Master System than the Mega Drive version. There are okay. different versions of the 16-bit era, but I actually like the way the Master System version of Alien Three played. Um, so that's one to check out if you want something that's brutally hard and that's going to punish you. But it's a lot of fun and it's playable. It is a playable game. Um, another game that I, I really want to mention as well is the Asterix game. Asterix. Um, Asterix. You know, you know, the goal is based on the European comic um, visual. The, Vic- ones, uh, so. the cartoon Vikings. No, uh, the Vikings. Well, he's a Gaul. He was a French Gaul and he was up against the Roman Empire. But mm. um, Asterix the Gaul. Um, but he... That game was actually programmed by Sega and it plays, again, better than the, the Mega Drive versions of, well, of Asterix because Sega themselves put this in-house and Infogrames made this the Mega Drive. But I, I like the way the Asterix game plays and it's a great platformer for the system. I know a lot of people talk about Castle of Illusion being a great one. Oh, Castle of Illusion, yes. That, that's one that, that, again, plays better on the Mars system as well compared to the Mega Drive version. Of really? Now that's a challenge. Castle of yeah. Illusion was an amazing game on the Mega Drive. I, first time and, uh, I, I would say it's... There was Land of Illusion as well. There are a few other um, Illusion game series on the Mars system. Not World of Illusion. Illusion. Yeah, World, World of Illusion was the Mega, was the Mega, Drive, the Mega Drive, but there's Land of Illusion, um, and there was um, oh, there's a, there was a few of them in the series. I forget their names off my head, but there's a few on the Mars system. Which really I'm taking good. that as a personal challenge, Barrage, because the uh, Meg, the Genesis Mega Drive version of Castle of Illusion was brilliant. Really, yeah, yeah. like I think the, the Mars version plays better. Sorry, Ted. That's that's one of the things for me that makes the Master System actually still quite special and still quite relevant mm. because mm. a lot of the ports differ. You know what I mean? The, the Castle Illusion on the Master System is a different game. It's got the same basics, the same game mechanics, but the stage layouts, the enemy placements, and all that, uh, and the feel is mm. quite different. And that happens, like Viraj mentions, with, with a, a fair few Master System games. And I think that sets the Master System apart from the Nintendo Entertainment System. Because the Nintendo Entertainment System, they tended to reboot a lot of stuff for the Famicom. So Zelda One is is linked to the past, Zelda Three, but enhanced. Do you know what I mean? It, 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 it's, it's, it's similar with the Super Mario Brothers. It, there's not that much difference in, in terms of, of, of the actual play. Whereas with the Master System, I think I think a lot of the Master System games, like I say, Castle Illusion. The, the, Wildly different from the, mm. the Mega Drive versions. Yeah. Quick question to oh, both Dan and Raj. What? Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, uh, before we go rather in depth with Sir Dan's experience with the Master System, I would like mm. to hear from Sir Seabird 
Because mm. how in the hell was he able to finish Alex Kidd? <laughs> how in the hell does that yeah, happen? I'm actually learning from this. I'm, I'm, I, I heard a lot. Go for Seabird. And it was, it was fun. Um, well, just to let you know, Virash and Dan, um, I, I only came to know about the master system. It's like already working. I have to be honest. So um, I grew up knowing only the NES, and I, I'm a big fan. Don't get me sorry about that. Don't get me wrong, because uh, here in the Philippines, NES Nintendo was a big uh, was big back in the days. So I only came about knowing Sega when when Sonic came out. So um, why is that? So it, I just wanted to add what Brad just mentioned um, about the history of of Sega Master System and all that. Because uh, when, when when we talk about the recession back in the in the eighties uh, when Atari came in, so the only as 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 we look at it, the, the only one that got uh, that got affected with that recession was was only in the U.S. but not in the U.K. So U.K. was continually re- releasing um, um, consoles, so they're not exactly affected with any recession or any 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 um, any plague that Atari created. Um, what's the term again? Um, the game the, crash. Of the video game the crash of 1980. Crash of the 1980s. The North American game crash. Okay. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, just to let you know, Dan Viraj, the Philippines is uh, highly influenced by Americans. Mm-hmm. Very true. That's, uh, that's, that's the first. So um, we, we were more introduced with Atari because of this reason, because the Americans actually, because. Um, uh, Back in the 80s, uh, we're only introduced with what we see. There's no internet, uh, there's no any form of medium. Even magazines are hard to actually acquire back in the days. Uh, to be honest, here in, in the part we're at, here in the Philippines, huh? So when 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 Famicom became a thing, it was not exactly a pretty much popular when it first came out. But that was only it only became a thing when Super Mario was released. So it was big. I, um, uh, actually, this started that that uh, craze uh, with with uh, Nintendo and uh, the, the Famicom when it got released. So, but no one knew about any Master System or any other console that was released in other side of the country, um, of, of the world that is. So I actually only uh, came to know Sega when 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 Sonic came out mm. in Genesis. So I'm a big fan of Sonic. Don't get me wrong. I have a Sega CD, Mega CD. I have a huge collection. Some of my holy grails are from Sega. But uh, the NES is actually very special to us because mm-hmm. this is what we grew on. Mm-hmm. We had no internet. We had nothing. So we are only presented with what we see, what we have. That's all we had. That's all we had. That's all we had. That's all we had. That's all exactly. We exactly. So <laughs> some would say, had. actually, uh, uh, to to interject a little bit, Seabird. Some would mm-hmm. say the growth of the Famicom NES in the Philippines was organic because we really didn't experience much marketing in American marketing no. of either console. So you got the console that your friend had. So your friend had. A console, you said, "Hey, that's that's pretty cool. I want one of those." And of I course, the other those. kids, yeah, the other kids in the playground said, 
have you heard about this this game, Super Mario Brothers? Hey, that sounds pretty cool. I need to get one of those too. So in the Philippines case, it was very much word of mouth, organic growth. And sad to say, Sega really didn't even flourish back then in the Philippines mm-hmm. because there was no word of mouth. Nobody knew what Sega then. was Nobody or the Master yeah. System. Not until Mega Drive Genesis. Very true. Continue. If you look at the graph, can, can you check the graph again? Yes. Because mm-hmm. the... I have to yeah, be honest, there's a huge see. difference when it comes to graphics. That the comparison is, chart. <laughs> exactly. It, yeah. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, Sega is definitely um, a good system uh, mm-hmm. as compared when it comes to specs. But if you're a kid, I was like, I have to be honest, most of us grew up like uh, we were like eight years old, five, six, seven. Mm-hmm. If you're at that age, would you even think about graphics? No. Um, did you even care about graphics? Nah. No. No. We had, we had about CRTs mobile. back then. We had CRTs. <laughs> we didn't have black and whites back in the days. Yeah. The we were days. we were happy that it's in color. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh. Well. <laughs> we wouldn't care if it's black and white. If the, the, I don't know about Sir Brudge. Yeah, no, no, no. no. You're, you're talking to a guy who's 50 years old. He grew up with te- black and white television. And okay. you know, we, the we dial. Grew up with yeah. We grew yeah. up with Tom. <laughs> with Tom. There you go. That's it. <laughs> okay. You, okay. I, I grew up with a TV that I type at the side to make the oh yeah the, the, the graphics work. <laughs> so you know. um, I, I'm an eight-year-old who grew up with uh, with NES and and graphics and and the system. As long as it presents me a good game, I only mm-hmm. had the Super Mario, unfortunately. So I played that uh, over and over. I never get tired of playing it. So I was introduced to it, uh, eventually, but that that's a different topic. So that's my take. So uh, NES for me, it, Sega is something that uh, uh, I love when Sonic came out. But Master System, is not, I'm pretty sure that uh, most Filipinos we can believe that uh, we don't know the Master System. But I actually just recently found out that the Sega Game Gear. Mm, nice. Uh, customizing game, game gear, Sailor was Moon made, was made to be the portable version of the Master System. Correct. Huh? Yeah. This is the reason why I've been playing a lot of Sega Game Gear game, like the Aladdin. I finished it. The Aladdin mm. Genesis, the Donald uh, Cape uh, Cape Capers, Lucky Dime um, Capers, Lucky Dime Capers. There it goes. Mm. Uh, I, I I actually I'm, I it's upstairs, so I I can. Have a bad internet down upstairs, but mm. I, I played a lot of Sega Game Gear, so huh? I just recently found out mm. it's the Master System version. Because mm. here, if you look at our internet in our marketplace, if you try to check a Master System system, it's gonna cost you a lot. Mm. So, but if you look at a Famicom, it's it's full of uh, Famicom clones, originals. Mm. So we, we we are very much accessible to the to Nintendo. So if you look at the Master System, it's gonna it, it costs a lot actually, and and it's rare to see one here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So if you guys have the time, you can actually ship out ship mm-hmm. us out some, some Master System there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, very, very quick one on, on yes. the Game Gear being a handheld Master System. Oh, there you go, uh, the, the Game Gear uh, Micro. No, I need one of those. What the hell is that? <laughs> So it's, it's the Game, game Gear Micro. micro. Yeah, Gear um, Micro. Gotta get one of those. It's in the palm of my hands. Yeah. It looks like a beeper. It looks like a beeper. Yeah. Fine. But I just want to say very quickly, um, mm. and a lot of people know. Turn this. it on. Turn it on. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, 
lot of people know this, but when you um, oh when, my when, God. when you what? back in those back in the day, you actually had a cartridge converter for the Game Gear. Mm. Now you play Master right. System games on it, so it's actually a portable Master System. You know, oh. there's actually a bit of hardware that does exist that allows you to carry Master System games and make it portable. I don't remember Nintendo making anything like that for their NES. No, so, no. so, so, so what is smaller, uh, that one or the or the Nintendo Micro? Uh, the GBA well, Micro. Oh, this is this is smaller. This is the smallest handheld in the world. What? This is the smallest what? handheld in the world. Yeah, I've got a micro. I'll have to kick it out. Seabird <laughs> is showing his. Seabird <laughs> um, is, is showing like, his. Just, um, just for comparison, this is my game and watch. Comparison. You know, that's, that's the there game you watch. go. Ah, oh, game and watch. That was my year. Oh, yeah. There you go. Ah, I need to get. I need to get that. I need to definitely get yeah. that. I think it came out in four so, colors, right? How much yeah. is yeah, that? Yeah, but um, so I can't. They're, they're, it's out of print now, but it was about mm. sixty pounds when it came out. Yeah, about sixty these. pounds when it first came out. Um, yeah, I need to get all four colors. Yeah, if you're gonna be interested with that, the only the only downside to the mm -hmm. that Game Gear Mini is that it's only limited to four games per color. Yes, yes. And each uh, color had it, different though. games. But you mm -hmm. you can hack it now, so you can have 42 games on there if you really oh, want. Really? Yeah, oh. you can. I'm a part of a community that does this sort of modding or mini stuff, so you can okay. actually mod it. But to be honest, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, you would not. No, I, I, if I had one of those, I would not even. You know, I would. I might not even it. take it out. Of yeah, the <laughs> In regards to the last system, this is um uh, so this is for my Mega Drive Mini, and it's an, an, an add-on that they made. It's a piece of plastic, yeah. but at the time they made this for the Mega Drive in Japan and in Europe. This is the mm. Master System Converter. So this this is, just touches on the whole point I made about how oh. Mega Drive, well Sega made their system backwards compatible because this thing, which is obviously mm. the Mega Drive, the um, Mega it actually has actually well it's got Mega CD add-on too, but mm. the Mega Drive itself had a Master System hardware built in anyway. So all it needed was a gateway for you to plug in and allow mm. you to play. This is obviously a, a Japanese Mark III carpet. The, mm. There's a European cart version as well. And you put your cart in and you can play your, your Mark System games this way via Mega hey. Drive without all right. two of these consoles. So Viraj is now going that. to be building the Tower of Power. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I'll as well. So and um, been... you know that's that's the sake of my card really you can still play the old my card games on the mega yeah. drive amazing right so you had that backwards compatibility for your retro fix for the mega drive in 1990. then you were about to say something yeah no something as well about that master system converter is that mm. it was of, it was only about 40 pound at the time yeah. when it when it came out it was... really really cheap <laughs> I, uh, that sounds like it's they they really made steps to make the thing affordable to be honest, and, uh, you know, and, and you i know. thought i thought the only um, i thought it's the NEC to mm. graphic only came up with those cartridge, uh, those cards. Yeah, yeah. In real life, Sega had one. Yeah, yeah. this is an yeah. idea of what they look like, and oh. they, it was just it's yeah. less memory. Nintendo yeah. Family comes. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, but the, but the master system converter. You mm. think for forty? So you buy a Mega Drive. You know when everybody talks about the Super Nintendo versus the Super the um, Sega Mega Drive. Yeah. They, they do a head-on comparison a lot of the time, um, and they totally forget that for forty pounds, which would probably cost the same as a Super Nintendo would at the time, okay. you can make your Mega Drive into a Master System. So you get two consoles. But if you were buying two things, that's what I did at the time. Yeah. The same price, a Super Nintendo, you could get a Sega Mega Drive and a Sega Master System. Yeah. 
it's an easy choice especially for a parent back then you know I, i'm imagining a parent in the uk thinking all right billy uh what no that billy isn't an isn't a uk name uh nigel it's nigel all right nigel billy's just short for william yeah all right all right billy all right billy so we're gonna either the getting the the nes which is one console or the genesis master system which is basically a two two for one as a parent it's a no-brainer choice you can get you know in the uk i guess that's that's how the the mindset of the parent went and i'm imagining that's probably one of the things that allowed it to go as far as it did in the uk you know Mm. all right first things first though uh what gaming console would you like (laughs) that is a terrible british accent (laughs) i am in a mess I would like to go with Nintendo, but I would rather go with the Sega Master System this time. May I have some oh. more, please? Okay, please <laughs> stop it, Joe. Okay, you're watching too much Harry Potter. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, father. <laughs> I, okay, first things first. Let us acknowledge the audience uh, in the chats. Let's say hi to Miss Lera Senyeres. Miss Lera, hello, Miss Lera of the Roxy uh, Twi- uh, Twitch page. Uh, she says. Do you do you also blow the cartridge if it's not working? Um, that was uh, something that you touched on, Viraj, right? It's yeah. Not, so what, we didn't have to touch on that. You didn't yeah, have to. Yeah, that's it. You didn't have to. <laughs> you, you never have to. But with the with the NES, just to be very clear, people mm. blow the cartridges. It's not always a good idea because your saliva comes out. It's corrosive mm. to the bits in there. I wouldn't recommend it. The reason your your NES isn't actually working is the contacts have, have, have the contacts have been pressed in. So if you mm. take apart your NES and re- reinsert your contacts, it'll work as good as new. So the contacts have just been depressed. That's what mm. it is. So you don't blow in the cartridge. Okay, it helps a bit to get the contacts to really push it. But eight, but really but eight out of ten it. times, it does work when you do it. <laughs> Again, so. it's one of those organic things that kind of happen, you know, because you saw somebody do it, it, so you do it too. Right? Um, All right. Yeah. Also, somebody in the chat, uh, Mr. Ranji Patag. That's my, my that's my godson in Pinoy Retro Gaming. Hello, Ranji. It's nice to see you. And of course, saying hi to Raymond Orendes, who is also one of our regular panelists here in uh, in Timeless Gamer. But he opted to uh, bow out a little bit for this episode because he has absolutely zero knowledge about oh. Sega. But he uh, but he has lately been starting to get into it. That's the wonderful thing about uh, retro gaming. Mm. You, you, what is old is new again. Mm. All right, let's get let's continue, Viraj. You were about to say. Um, so, so we're talking about backwards compatibility uh, with the Mega Drive hardware, which is a great mm. thing with Master System. So, you know, you got you got many ways to play Master System games. Even back then, you had obviously the Master System One, Master System Two. You had the Game Gear if you want to have that converter that allowed you to play Master System games on the go. Um, and you also had backwards compatibility with your new Sega Mega Drive, and that's a really good thing to have. Um, so, you know, yes, it might have not been a global success it was very popular here in europe so you know if anyone from sega is listening to this please make a sega mars system mini i think it will be successful you know let's do it you know i think that i was expecting that this year we got a mega drive mini 2 which is okay great we got sega cd games on that but i do think there is a an interest here to play these 8-bit games of that era on the mars system because a lot of people say well hang about the mars system sold what 20 million worldwide that's half less than half of what a mega drive sold but it was sega's second most popular system yeah. you know it was it the, 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 the saturn and the dreamcast did what just over 10 million mars system sold 20 million you know and i do think there's a drive for a lot of people to want to experience a master system in a mini form factor there is a case for a master system mini mm-hmm. and um and 
to add well, to that uh, garage to, to actually be fair with, uh, to be fair with Saturn Dreamcast there were uh, several compet- com- competition already yes that's a podcast for its own right if we can talk about Sega with, with, with Mars System and what happened um, but with with um, Mars System you know I think in Europe and in Brazil it's, it was very popular and now I think a lot big. of people a lot of people say there's no justification for them to actually make a mini of it because it wasn't as, as successful as NES but then I would say well hang about if you go and buy figures of how successful the console was then the nostalgia feels the nostalgia people have for that system then okay that's one point but then there's the other point a hidden factor the X factor which mm. we're not considering which is there are people I see people here who didn't grow up with a mask and that might be curious Yes. Wouldn't it be wonderful if they launched one in a mini form factor so people could enjoy it because they it, want to have it and try it and this is the best way to legitimize, legitimately play these games. It would be amazing. Look at that. Yeah, agreed, that's, that's agreed. Completely agreed. Because of the fact that, like I said, there are literally thousands of games that you have never played before, especially considering the fact that you, you focused on one console when you were growing up. There's literally thousands of games in other consoles that were contemporary to the console that you grew up with there's going to be tons of new experiences that you guys might want to partake in and what better way to do that than to do a uh, uh let's do a head-to-head in terms of software in terms of what games are were available on the uh, uh, this is dance list uh what games were available on the nintendo and compare it to the sega master system uh challenger uh that that dan laid out so for Nintendo, we had Super Mario Brothers 3. Everybody here in the Philippines and abroad knew no, about it. No, I, I believe it, even in the UK. In the uh, UK, yeah, all right. With, uh, I, 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 I have to agree with Gerard with mm-hmm. releasing the minis. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the games that was released from the NES, it's mm-hmm. like actually half Mm-hmm. of what the master system already I there had you go been. so okay because super- and, and actually i just wanted to point out that the, ahead, the only reason that uh, that uh, that the uh, nes for me personally is mm-hmm. is more popular than the master system ever since it's because of the market yeah. so the the market in the us is is really big and this is the reason why uh, most of the of the developers back in the days are focused not just not just in Japan, um, but also in the U.S. Because uh, this is where developers will actually cash in more and, and create more games. And then, and I believe that the reason why uh, Master System was more popular in the U.K. Um, as compared to the NES, it's because of the advertising back in the days was only focused on the U.S. market. Came out 1987 when 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 Super Mario came out. So mm-hmm. they were prematurely advertising outside of the U.S. So, and and since yeah. we are as Filipinos, we are highly influenced by Americans. This is the reason why yeah. nobody well, knows what a master uh, system is, and we're neighboring to Japan at the same but, time. I mean, another factor I want to just add in there to add to why why this wasn't as successful as it could have been in Europe is because mm-hmm. of the Commodore 64 and microcomputers. Yeah, mm-hmm. console gaming crashed and affect us. Oh, yeah. People were happy with the microcomputers that were coming out then. Um, the graphics on a Commodore 64 is par- par- in, in parity with this, you could argue. 
Yeah. Um, and but when you look at a mass system, that looks like you could like we've just discussed mm. before. It is a world apart from this. Like it's, mm. it's actually has more it has more DNA with a PC engine, the mass system, than a NES. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, really. that's 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 and something you know? that we really should discuss sometime in the future. I've yeah, touched so. on the I've seen a few games on the PC engine, oh. and I'm amazed at, uh, yeah. at, at yeah. the fidelity and the graphic the graphic uh, the graphic yeah. fidelity of the PC engine games to arcade games. Mm. But yeah, we will be touching on that in the future. We will be going into that in the future but right now i'm not even going to ask joe to show video clips of the uh of the famicom games because they, we all know what super mario brothers looks like let's have a look at the uh sega master system version of the head-to-head -head challenger of it sonic the hedgehog joe i'm presenting the screen right now if you would kindly uh pop that up onto our screen this is what the sega master system version of sonic the hedgehogs looks sonic the hedgehog looks like and for those of you who are everybody who's familiar with super mario brothers 3 we can have a quick look at what sonic the hedgehogs looks sonic the hedgehog looks like on on uh, on the sega master system what do you guys think uh about how it looks like in terms of um in terms of color in terms of speed uh, what are your takes on it let's let's have um let's have jdm first he's been a little bit uh silent for the past couple of uh, moments yeah let, let me just change my shirt first okay uh, <laughs> okay go ahead all right so seabird is going to be switching sides yeah. okay <laughs> i actually Hello, played Sonic. this um like days ago mm. um yeah, it's the first time I played this game because I played uh, the much newer. Say, uh, I mean, Sonic uh, Genesis. Genesis before. Yes. This was this was the first time. It looks vivid. There's mm -hmm. a lot of colors. Um, yeah, and the uh, I think all this the animation is mm -hmm. much more smoother and. Um, look how fast uh, Sonic goes without like uh, lagging. Right? That's true. That's, That's very true. Uh, Seabird, I think you mentioned something along the lines of uh, the Master System version being close or almost the same as the Game Gear version. Um, I'm looking at it right now. That's, it's the same thing as yeah. Sega Game Gear. Yeah. Yeah. So really? I'm, a, I'm a big well, fan. Of, uh, actually, the sprite is different for Sonic the Hedgehog because they had less oh, yeah. resolution to work with. They made him a bit skinnier. But otherwise, mm. yes. That's true. That's true. As, as a game, as a game. No, no. It, I'm, I'm referring. If you're gonna be looking at it uh, based on the gameplay. Gameplay. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're basically the same. So I've, I've finished Sonic, by the way. This part. Yeah. So mm. there are two. Uh, when Sonic got released. Um, there were two developers of Sonic. One mm -hmm. is for, for Ancient, which yep. was for Master That's System it. and Game Gear. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the other one is for the Sega Genesis and Mega Drive. So mm -hmm. these are two different games. So if, you, if, if you're wondering what the Sega Genesis and the version and the Master System version is, they're different. Mm -hmm. So they, they have different developers, so Ancient is different. And probably one of the hardest Sega Game Gear games I played was Sonic 2. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just to add that. But anyway, I, I find it unfair to actually compare Sonic with, with uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh, really? How so? Because um, I have to be honest, Super Mario is one of my favorite. Because mm. um, I, I, uh, I believe Sonic was really, uh, Super Mario Brothers were, was released in the UK in 91. 
Mm. But um, before it was released in the UK, we already are familiar with Sonic. Uh, we with it for Mario Brothers already. Mm-hmm. So um, when Sonic came in, it, it was a different. It, it was a different thing. So mm-hmm. here in the Philippines, I'm referring to because uh, I, I believe back in the 80s we were, we already knew about the Super, Super Mario Brothers. So um, the three, because the, mm-hmm. the Super Mario Brothers two was released on the Famicom Disk System. Hmm. And uh, the Super Mario Brothers one, uh, which is highly popular, was released '85, and on '87 it was released on the UK. So hmm. this is the reason why there was a gap between um, uh, Europeans being introduced with the NES. It's because uh, the NES was not actually uh, advertised much hmm. and was more focused on the US market. Hmm. So and uh, I understand that uh, when when. Uh, back in the '85, when when Super Mario Brothers was released, it was really big, mm-hmm. uh, and and in the U.S. that uh, the Europeans uh, thought of something to actually match um, match the Super Mario, uh, and and they came up with Alex Kidd, which was mm-hmm. on '86, and this is the reason why Alex Kidd was really big. It's because they're trying to actually match that with um, with Super Mario Brothers, which, which is uh, I. Uh, I'm not sure if you'd agree with me. It's one of the best games that's ever released, not just on the Master System, but from all consoles. So, '87 was the time that uh, uh, Europeans were released. Alex Kidd, the uh, Alex Kidd, the, the Monkey Boy. No, 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 no. Alex so, Kidd and the um, in Miracle uh, World, Miracle World, Miracle World. Oh, okay, okay. Alex Kidd's up, Alex Kidd's up later uh, with the yeah, original Super yeah. Mario Brothers. Um, let's, okay. talk, let's let's stick to the the whole thing about Mario Brothers Three versus Sonic mm. the Hedgehog. Yes, um, yes. I'll, I'll I'll talk about what I know about this. So basically, okay, okay Sonic. This thing was 1991 when Sonic One came out. Now Mario mm. Brothers Three, to be fair to it, was actually released in Japan in '89. '89, yes. And in 1919 in the USA. Um, I, I, I don't believe it. I, I could be wrong here, but I believe it was 1990 here also in Europe. But if you say 91, then fair enough. But mm. I mean, uh, I think it's a it's a fair comparison because one thing we haven't talked about in terms of Mario Brothers Three, mm. and this is this is something I've spoken to Dan about countless times. What Nintendo were doing to prolong the life of them ah. was they were putting enhancement chips in their cartridges. Okay, mm. that game had an enhancement chip to make Mario Brothers Three look and play like it could be. It belongs to a 16-bit era, even though the color palette is clearly in theirs. It has mm. it had sound enhancement chips in there. It had hardware oh, oh, oh. to make the, the game look good. So on native NES hardware, they could not make Mario Brothers Three possible. Nintendo oh. would. So yeah, you could argue it's not a fair comparison because this game was was really over-engineered for what it was to push the NES, mm. and it did very. It was very successful. Mario Brothers okay. 3. And just, yeah. just, just on that, just on that Virage, um, I remember Mario Brothers 3 being as, as expensive as a, a Super Nintendo um, mm. cartridge for that for those reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, when it was in the UK. So yeah. so yeah, it's, it's like I say, it's, there's that to bear in mind alongside it. Yeah. Mm. So you, you have that, but then when you look at Sonic the Hedgehog One, the Master System One, which was quite rightfully mentioned earlier by Steve mm-hmm. saying it was, it was made by Ancient, who was it was basically a studio headed by Yuzo Koshiro, the legendary composer behind classics such as the Streets of Rage soundtracks and um, the Shinobi soundtrack. Um, it, it, it it's actually a very well made game that's more platform heavy than the Mega Drive version. In fact. This goes back to the point I made earlier, and I'm sure Dan will agree. There are those fans that actually believe that Sonic on the Mars system plays better than the one on the Mega Drive because they like the platform 
heavy segments on, on mm. how the Master System version of Sonic 1 is. It's a beautiful game. It has a lovely soundtrack as well. Let me just touch on that. The second zone, Bridge Zone, um, Janet Jackson actually ripped it off. Um, and she yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Everywhere I go, I think that's what, what the song is called. If you listen to the bass line... Together again. Everywhere I go. Listen to Bridge Zone on, Sonic, on the Master System, you realise there's a few YouTube videos that show that. They did that. So mm-hmm. it has a beautiful soundtrack, again, composed by Yuzo Koshiro, and it's obviously scaled back some of the Masato Nakamura soundtrack on the Mega Drive, but it is a beautiful soundtrack. And um, it, it's a beautiful game. If we're comparing these two games um you know it's it, you could argue that there are differences there are differences you've got a, the NES game which is very very much over engineered for what mm. it was it was coming to the end of the, the life cycle because the super nintendo was coming out then um but the mass system sonic game is is a great game on its own on its own merits the only difference is that obviously it, it's not a fair comparison from my point of view okay mm. because Mario Brothers 3 was a juggernaut of a game. It's a bigger game. Uh, to be fair. Agreed. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, true. But I think the Sonic on the Mars system is more playable and it's a great platform game. So mm. it's, it's all, 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 these, all these comparisons are going to, there's always going to be, mm. it's not quite the right year, it's, it's not quite mm. the right size. The, the reason I'm picking them are kind of like if you're going out to Eds as in just a name. Mm. And the system. If you're if you're just wanting to play these, you know what? Right, okay, I'm, I'm a platform fan. What system do I buy? Mm-hmm. Then which do you pick? You see. All right. what's, what's funny is Seabert said, "I don't think it's a fair comparison because Sonic came out after Mario, and obviously it's going to." But people say it's a better. No, game I love But then, so then, <laughs> then I could always say, "Well, hang about." I don't think it's a fair comparison because that Mario Brothers three game was over engineered to be that big as it was. So, but then look, it's whatever you prefer. What you think is the yeah, better game, is, isn't it? Yeah, I love um, them. I'm gonna the add question, the question is Seba, what do you think is the better game? That's the thing. That's why it's not a good comparison. <laughs> I'm gonna be having a hard time. Not I tell you, I tell you, I'm, I'm a Sega guy, and Dan's gonna kill me for this, but I actually prefer the Mar- I actually prefer Mario Brothers Three to Sonic. Danger shirt as a game. Yeah, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure I, I picked. But... I picked ten ten comparisons to make. Mm. Out of the ten, if I had to give Nintendo one, it'd be Super Mario Brothers Three. I love, I love, I love, I love Sonic. I think it's great. Uh, I, I, I'm one of those that prefers the Master System Sonic One to the Mega Drive Sonic One. I think, I, I think the, I think the, uh, the Mega Drive later Sonics are the best Sonics. Mm. But, but if I, had to, if I had to be honest, I, I think Super Mario Bros. Three is, a, is a, a, a better game. It's just, it is a fantastically engineered uh, a game, and uh, it pains me to say it, but. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you, mate. So, so we're not all being that biased. We're not all being that biased. Um, yeah, I have to agree because um, I didn't want because I'm a big Sonic fan. I have to be honest because uh, back in the days when you were growing up, when we were growing up, uh, we were just little kids who grew up knowing Mario and uh, the whole revolution of, of Sega coming in, introducing Nintendo and Sega. Uh, what I mean is uh, Sonic being fast because. Uh, us going to our puberty and that uh, we were changing hormones and all that and uh, that that made us love uh, Sonic uh, aside from us being used to with uh, uh, Super Mario that we grew up with so it's uh, it's really hard to compare them but uh, yes yeah, Super Mario 3 is definitely one of the best games released Mm. That's, that's, Sonic. You, you won't get you won't get many more votes out of me for Nintendo this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, Laurie, not really, not really. We have well, 
Metroid, we have Castlevania. Well, right now, let's. There's a list. There's a lot. Right now, let from. Oh, sorry, Viraj, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. You, you say you had Castlevania. We had Master of Darkness, my man. Yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Right? There's a lot of alternative. I played Master of Darkness, and and I'm surprised I was able to reach a lot further in Master of Darkness than I was playing Castlevania. Mm. For some reason, <laughs> Master of Darkness is much easier for someone yeah. like me. Mm-hmm. Playing right. it for the first time. And, then com- and yeah, I mean, there's a comparison of, of Castlevania and I'm like, I know it's a blatant rip-off or, or, or a, um, you know, uh, or the, the similarities are there, but for some reason, I just played, uh, I, I played Master of Darkness and and, and low end, I mean, there's not much boss characters in there. I mean, you just go from one place to another. Mm. I was, I was, I was dreading that. Oh my god, I'm already, I'm already way too deep on the first stage. I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the first boss to appear, and nothing, just platforming, uh, avoid defeat, 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 defeat yeah. the monsters, then go on ahead to the next one. Uh, in fairness, with Master System, it's actually a good game. Because, but the thing is, the only problem is the the gameplay is short. So, if mm. compared to Castlevania, what? So, is it? We're gonna be talking about Castlevania is. I mean, I'm a Castlevania fan. I love Castlevania. Don't get me mm. wrong. Okay, okay, but the problem with I have with Castlevania is the static way in which it plays. When you're jumping, he's limited to how he jumps, and there are there are instant kills. There are instant kills. When when you jump onto a platform, there's something there's a bat hitting you. It knocks you back, and you're in a ditch. Oh you're yeah. <laughs> what is this? We all been there. So Castlevania, mm. even though it's got critical acclaim in the first game of whatever it was in its series, and the, great, the later games are so much better. But mm, that yeah. first game, I can understand why at the time it was great, but it's not aged gracefully. And there have been remakes of that, and I know people play the remakes. Or unless you want to play the the first game, if you want to top, punish yourself. But it was the, it was programmed that way to annoy the players. Yeah, <laughs> no way. And, and there, were a lot, there were a lot of Nintendo games like that, yeah? Like all these LJN mm-hmm. published rubbish, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You know, there's so many bad games. I'm the programmer. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna make these games longer. I'm just gonna make it more annoying, <laughs> even more harder for the players, is, so look, that, you know. In my opinion, look, the NES had a lot, obviously it had a lot, it's not my opinion, it's a fact, it had more games, but there was a mm. lot of rubbish on it. There was a lot oh, of bloat, yes, a lot yes. of stuff. And because it, it was, it just had stuff. I, I could, I, I don't know why they even published it. What's this Nintendo seal of quality be doing on it? There is no quality on this game. What is this nonsense? You know. <laughs> If it has the quality, con- it, it has the seal of Nintendo, then that means it should be good, that's, right? Yeah. That seal was a disgrace in the 80s, yeah. they didn't know what they were doing. And <laughs> that I seal does not mean shit. Seal of the Google, my ass, no. Siebert <laughs> was about to say something. No, no, no I, just, uh, I have to be fair with because, uh, um, yeah, it, it's true that uh, Nintendo released some bad games, but they really released um, some good installments that's still popular nowadays, like, mm-hmm. for example, Castlevania. They're still releasing games as, as of that's now. That's Konami. That's Konami, man. That's Konami. That's Konami. That's Konami. That's Konami. Konami, of Castlevania. The first part of Nintendo actually are making these games. It's, it's the developers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I, I just mm-hmm. want to point out, if NES had the bad ones, well, mm-hmm. 
I believe Master System also have uh, had some pretty bad ones too. I have to admit. Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah. If you compare the number of games that was released on the NES, it's like a double of what um, the Master System. Released. That was that was what we, what what was so one of the things I hated about mm. the NES because okay. you could not move for crap. I'm not saying they weren't. Like I've just said, mate, Super Mario Brother Three. Mm. But if I went into my local game shop, it would be ten crap games, a, one good game for an S. Oh, well, there you go. If you were buying, if you were buying on cover art and you were buying on screenshots on the back, chances are you were gonna let. I know my friend who had, who had an S got it. You know, like, oh, I've got, I've, I've got this. I've got road. I remember my friend. I've got Road Fighter. Road Fighter. Yeah. Brilliant. Got mm. home and played it. And you, you didn't have the con- the concentration wasn't the same for the master system. The master system had bad games. Mm-hmm. But it would be for every good one there are bad one. As mm-hmm. to, for every good one there were ten bad ones on the Nintendo. Yeah. In- that- that Dan is arguing ratio. Dan is arguing numbers on this yeah. one. The ratio Rose was fighter really has off. Superman. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad ratio. Um, Outrun so- doesn't have Superman flying. <laughs> no, the thing about Superman flying in Road Fighter was the moment that you saw him, you got distracted and your car crashed. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, all right. So, so anyway, so we talk about Mario Brothers Three versus Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm. I think we we can we all agree, are we are we all, I don't know. I could, some of you might actually prefer the Sonic One game, but I say Mario Brothers Three. Dan's in Mario Brothers Three. What are you guys saying? What you, what's your verdict on this? One? I go with Super Mario Brothers Three, but I I may say no on on, on Sonic Two. I love mm. Sonic. Okay. <laughs> Not on the Master okay. System. Don't no. get me wrong. Not. But on comparison the- to Mario, Mario 3 Sonic. and Sonic <laughs> 1 for the SM- for the Master System, I love the Super Mario Bros. 3. So I'm I'm I I grew up playing Sonic 2 on the Genesis. Raise raise uh, your hand, raise your hands for Mario. Mario. Well, Mario 3. Mario 3 versus Mario 3, Sonic 1 on the so Mario's got, Mario's got that round. Super Mario Brothers. Mm, Mario got that round. Just a quick, just a quick shout out. Mm. Sonic, Ka- Sonic Chaos in the, in the Mars system is an honourable mention. Um, okay. It's a Sonic game. Uh, mm. Play it because it's actually my favourite game on Mar- Sonic game on Mars system. But gotta okay, check go that. Sonic Chaos. Sonic All right. Chaos. So from uh, from let's see from platformers, let's go to a more direct comparison. Beat 'em ups. Beat 'em ups for this se- this section right. is going to be Double right. Dragon for I'm the Sega. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm on boys. There you go. On me now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Let's let's do Double Dragon for Sega Master System versus Double Dragon for the NES. I am sharing the screen right now. Uh, Joe, would you kindly uh, put it up onto the screen? It, it this is going to be a direct comparison, uh, scene for scene. Uh, let's have a quick look. Right now, uh, for those of you who are in the audio portion of the podcast, we are looking at a direct comparison of the screens between Double Dragon, NES Famicom versus Double Dragon on the Sega Master System. Let's hear what you've got to say, Dan. Right. So I'm going to give you a quick brief history. So we've had we've had Viraj's brief history on what, mm-hmm. on his point of view. Yes. Now my point my point of view was something Viraj touched on. The Master System was the stepping stone between the arcade and the home. You know, we eventually got the arcade at home with the Mega Drive, but mm. me, I was a big arcade gamer, massive arcade gamer, and it meant everything what systems had you know, the closest um, games uh, to the arcades versions that, uh, uh, that were available on them. Double Dragon was huge, absolutely huge. And um, one of the, 
I, I made uh, so many childhood friends playing this game in the arcade. So when this game came to console, it was a big deal. In the UK, this was like, oh my God, people dragging his landing. Well, I went round to a friend's who had a Nintendo Entertainment System. I've got Double Dragon. Oh my God, I've got Double Dragon. Let's play it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Got there. I'm set. I'm ready to play it with him. Yeah, it's one player. It's only got Oh one, yeah, it's one, one player. Yeah. Player. It totally... My heart, bro, I was like, you are joking. Who, 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 are, they, are, are they taking the absolute piss? Because <laughs> how, can you, how can you have... Double <laughs> Dragon, which is famed for, for multiplayer, friendship making, two player beat em all action, one player. And I went home and I was like, no way, man, no way. I am getting a Sega Master System. I am on that. And and the, for me, the not only does it look better, not only does have you got the two player option, um, but it plays way better too. It's a, fa- it's a faster, more. Um, yeah. More dynamic beat em all, yeah. all around, yeah. and, and this is this is this for me. You talk if you're talking a game which, um, which shows the master system superiority. It's yeah, Double Dragon is definitely one of them. To me, it blows blows the Nintendo version away. Yeah, and the, and, and the, and the trying to Double Dragon too. <laughs> and and Double Dragon, you've. On the Nintendo, you don't even you don't even start with all the moves. You have to you have to level up to earn the moves. What kind of crap's that? It's an arcade game, not an RPG. That's what that's what <laughs> Nintendo that's what Nintendo did with all the. They were so scared that the the the, the, the young audience were gonna oh, you know oh no I, I'm I've got to learn these games that they didn't trust them to right here's, here's all your moves is full on artist difficulty get to it and I I much preferred that especially being an arcade gamer. When, when you're playing easier difficulty and you're having to burn your moves as well, it would just, nah, it would terrible. So this this one's easily. <laughs> Gotta admit, actually, Dan, the first time I played um, uh, Double Dragon on the Sega Master System, I was absolutely surprised that the moveset was all there right from the get-go. Uh, the, the NES Famicom version had you have had you have to earn the moves as you progressed. Yeah. But in this case, uh, when I when I first booted up um uh double dragon on the sega master system i was i was surprised that you could actually do the 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 reverse kick right away yeah, yeah. that you could hey. that you could you know do the headbutt right off the bat you, you, you imagine you imagine being me a big, <laughs> a big fan of this game i used to i used to fight i used to fight to get on this corner i used to actually have physical fights with kids <laughs> so i used to say i'm getting on that next we'd have a fight and then we'd have a fight on this mm-hmm. but, um, you imagine me being that big a fan of that game that's how you know what i wanted and get and playing the game where not only can i not play with my friends i can't there's not half the moves there to start mm. to start off with i'm like so yeah yeah, so this when, is when I uh, when I when I played this uh, when I played the Double Dragon for the Sega Master System, a few things that I've uh, that I've noticed. Uh, sometimes the hit detection can be off. I have more luck hitting the enemies if I kick. Mm-hmm. And to be fair with uh, to be fair with the enemies, they can really knock the shit out of you. Yeah, you're not paying attention. Yeah, and it's not like a uh, like uh, like a one sided. Uh, one-sided uh, fight, and in comparison with uh, with uh, with Golden Axe or Street of Rage, that you can easily defeat your enemies. Here, 
I mean, they really do fight back. Which is fine because in a beat em up, it's not about just you beating them up. It's them also kicking Fighting your back. ass if you're, mm-hmm. if, you're, if, you're, if you're not too careful. Double Dragon, Double Dragon on Sega Mass System is actually my favorite version. I, I prefer it now to the arcade version because the arcade version slows down too much for me. Um, oh, okay. And, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and, and, and uh, I, I prefer. I prefer it to the Genesis version because the Genesis version is a terrible port. That's that's. Yeah. A, yeah. Okay. It, 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 it's not. It's not. It's not. It's we, it, we don't. We don't ever talk about Double Dragon on Mega Drive. We don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about any of the games. Not just the first one. What the? Let's move on. Yeah. I'll, I'll get crazy. Go on. Yeah. But but, but, right. but for me for me the the uh, the actual combat and the Master System version is very it's very tit for tat. I like tit mm-hmm. for tat games. I like flirtatious games that. <laughs> You can punch somebody one minute, and you, mm. and you think you think you're brilliant, and the punch punch you back the second. And like Sir Joe says, that's mm. that's what Double Dragon on uh, on Master System provides. So. And with that, we got a little bit of a clue on how how Dan's dating life went. Okay, yeah, we, we know, we, we know it's, it's obviously he's a masochist. We get it. It's okay. He likes pain. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say anymore because we've got to keep it PG-13. Yeah, um, so, um, but, um, <laughs> we do our very best to make, make the episode uh, G-rated right. uh, for everybody. But, you know, we sometimes cross into the PG section. Uh, okay. For, go um, ahead, Mirage, you were about to say. My, my thoughts on this particular game um, mm. very much mirror what Dan said. My only criticism on the Mars System version is what was um, mentioned by um, so jo- Joey in regards to, um, mm. you know, the, the hit detection on it a little mm. bit. And there's a bit of there's a bit of sprite flicker, okay, yeah. a bit of sprite yeah. flicker. Oh, but that. that that being said, we know this is pushing the Mars system to its limits. Mm. Yeah, and if you look at the both of the images. I just wanted to, to draw your eyes on it. Look at mm. their feet when they're walking. Look at the animation between the Mars that's system. That's true. That's true. Look how slow it is on the on the NES. Like mm. I feel like when I'm playing the NES version, I'm like, goodness, come on, are we there yet? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and the controls are just so stat- sticky and static. Yes, okay, you can punch a guy to death easily on the NES one, and it's, it's an interesting playthrough. It's not a terrible game by any means, but, no, no. you know, in, on the con- in contrast to the Mars System version, and this is the biggest point here, this is why the Mars System version is clearly hands-down better. You play a beat-em-up, you, you give it two-player support, man, you do that, because mm-hmm. it adds so much value to that game. You know, if you've got a younger brother like I have, you know, or, or a sibling <laughs> or, or someone you want to have around, you know, me, me and my brother would fight over playing games. If you had a co-op, okay, mm. play together, that's it. I thought the very idea of the 8-bit era was for for two players to enjoy the game, right? Mm. Especially yeah. here in the arcades. Yeah. And unfortunately with Double Dragon, and uh, kind of ironic, there should be two of them. You're only playing one of them. Mm. Oh, um, it's, called, it's called Double Dragon. Why am I playing only the one, only that one guy? It's, well, it's not the first time this has happened because Nintendo sort of made this mistake again mm. on Final Super Fight. Nintendo with Final Fight. Fight. What, mm. what are you doing? It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But look, um, I, I would say, look, I just want to make it. I've talked too much as it is. Look, for me, hands down, Double Dragon on Sega Master System is the better game. Go on, guys. Who's well, next? let's have a <laughs> let's have a listen to somebody who only experienced the the, the NES, the Famicom version of it. Let's hear from uh, Siebert and or uh, JDM. What are your opinions on this comparison right now? Uh, from what I, you guys I, are seeing. I I realized that just recently. Yes, uh, I have to agree with the guys that uh, the guys from Sega that uh, the Sega version is actually good. Mm. So the the reason uh, back in the days uh, when we were renting out because we 
there are shops that uh, we rent out. Because uh, this is not exactly popular until Double Dragon 2 came out. Mm. So, yeah. But uh, the first one, it's it, it's because of that reason that it's just a single player that made, uh, made us not want to play it. Especially if you have a friend with you, because it's not like you're going to take turns playing a Double Dragon game, right? Exactly. Exactly. JDM. I don't believe the bullshit that Nintendo <laughs> can only program it as a one-player game. Mm-hmm. Look, at, look at the screen. I mean, you can. They can practically put another player in there. I mean, we. I don't need all of the high, uh, the high score, the one PPL. What the hell is that? I. We, I don't need that. Uh, give Give me another player in there, right? Yeah. The heads up display mm-hmm. could do some work. But How anyway. about you, JDM? What's your What's your impression on this? Uh, honestly, uh, this is the first time that I have played um, Double Dragon. I haven't played Double Dragon on the Famicom or the NES. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking I've at the screens right now. Mm-hmm. What? How, yeah. how does it come across to you? Yeah, it looks good on the Master System. And I also played the Master System recently uh, version. And it looks great although the what sir joe said the detection there's uh like um some issues with the hit detection but i love using the weapons here because it's much more effective (laughs) Um, you have better luck doing a flying kick rather than doing a straight punch or a straight kick there you go. Yeah, sure. I, I guess you know. Let, let's just call it for let's just call it for Sega Master System on this one. Double Dragon for the Sega Master System wins this round. Hey, oh, got yeah. one and one. All right. Woo. Okay. Now for um now we've now we've done with the beat 'em ups. Let's go on go on to another um uh, kind of uh, controversial uh, comparison. Shinobi the action action uh, action section Shinobi versus Ninja Gaiden. Let's see. Uh, let's see what. Uh, let's see if we can find some footage on that. But um, let's have. Uh, I know. First. Sorry. Yeah. We're, you go ahead, Seabird. Yeah. Go ahead. Then I played uh, one of the best Shinobi play uh, Shinobi game I played was on the Genesis. It's Shinobi Three. Yes. Okay. Batman. I I understand then like Shinobi Two more because uh, it's because of the dash that uh, makes me like. Uh, Shinobi 3 more. Both fanta- fantastic games, mate. It's, mm. It is. Shinobi is Shinobi's my favorite series of games. And for mm. me to pick between uh, any of them, I'm, I'm, you're talking millimeters worth of difference, mate. It's like right. trying to say what your favorite son is, you know? You love them all the same, right? Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, but but if you're, because um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Shinobi 3, because uh, the only problem with uh, Shinobi is that. Uh, before Shinobi 3 got released, I find that Shinobi was a bit too slow for me, for a ninja. So, because you're going to be walking, enemies will come in. So, I, I find it really slow for a ninja to actually move that slow. Mm. Uh, which is different because uh, Ninja Gaiden is actually a very, very difficult game. Mm. So... Mm. Uh, it, it's uh, on the jumping part but this is something that I, I grew up with before I was introduced to Shinobi mm-hmm. but uh, the only Shinobi I, I actually got interested on was, was, was when Shinobi 3 came came out mm-hmm. so Ninja Gaiden in fairness they, they've been around since in the 80s so um, it's actually one of those uh, memes that uh, I'll buy you a PS5 if you're able to finish Ninja Gaiden <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the obvious games released on the NES aside from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but um, I, I'd go because of that 
that reason that the, the gameplay of some of Shinobi's releases were too slow for me. Mm-hmm. I, I played the second Game Gear ports, so I, uh, of Shinobi, I, I, I finished them, and um, I would pick since Shinobi 3 is not uh, compared to this. Uh, mm. I would pick Ninja Gaiden. I would give it to Seabird on this one. Mm-hmm. If the game didn't really say the word Shinobi on the opening, on the opening title, looking at the sprite, I, I, I would not even recognize him as a full-on ninja. To be mm-hmm. honest, he mo- like he just gla- I mean, he just strolls around. He, he, he's not doing run, right? <laughs> Uh, he throws something out that okay, maybe that's a shuriken, but who knows? Maybe, maybe <laughs> he's maybe he's just blasting a gun or something. Maybe and he's playing a jumping, w- walking. I mean, I, I mean, in comparison with the ninja guy, mm-hmm. then he mm-hmm. like he really runs like yeah. like an actual yeah, ninja yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. And looking at this guy and looking at the uh, at the sprite, he doesn't look like a ninja to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, uh, well, to be fair, the the modern concept of a ninja is just you know uh, an extrapolation from from Japanese theater where people who are dressed in robes like that are supposed to not be seen. So the classical ninja really didn't have a uniform look. But still, uh, you guys make a fair point that if, for us who are who are weaned on the shokusugi image of the ninja, you know this the the the, uh, the guy really doesn't look like one. But if 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 this was my Shiranui, then okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> well, but then again, you know, in my my Shiranui's case, you, you you had the fun bags right there, so you really weren't concerned about the costume. So <laughs> I will not complain. <laughs> All right, I couldn't find any footage of a comparison between Ninja Gaiden and Shinobi, but. We are looking at the uh, the NES Famicom version of Shinobi versus the Master System, and it's pretty. It's patently obvious how the color palette uh, can be seen on the Master System as being superior. Uh, it it looks great. Uh, it looks awesome, and uh, the, the uh, I'd, I'd say the movement is much smoother, shall we say, uh, in the Master System version. Uh, but uh, but th- fair point, Seabird. Ninja Gaiden moved excellently on the NES Famicom version. Uh, Ninja Gaiden was very fluid, was 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 uh, extremely action packed to the point that you, you were biting your nails. A lot of things coming at you moment. with Ninja yes. Gaiden. Mm-mm. Yes. So that the enemies here in Shinobi they are pretty static, actually. That's true. You, I That's mean, true. you can see them coming at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess we can give the point to Ninja Gaiden on this one then. Uh, if, if let's let's uh, let's have a show of hands. Um, uh, Shinobi uh, for the Sega Master System. Sorry, raise your hands. I think Ninja Gaiden's a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go really? with Shinobi okay. because I was able to game. go a little bit further with Shinobi than Gaiden. <laughs> Shinobi let's hear let's hear what Dan has to say. Yeah, no, I, I think Ninja Gaiden's a great game. It's a really good game. It is. But I don't. I, I think Shinobi surpasses it in terms of um, stage mm. variety, design, and anime. Ah, and, and bosses. Yeah, and the bosses in Shinobi are are really really standout bosses. Uh, and I just I just find myself. I, I play both, and I find myself playing Shinobi far more. I think I think what what screws Ninja Gaiden up. Mm. Is that last boss? Because if you if you die at that last boss, you get sent back, 
Mm. Absolutely miles. Oh, that's true. And that's true. It, it's, it's just a case of it's the most. It's probably the most unfair skank <laughs> in, in gaming. I, I, honestly, I, you know, if you die at a final boss, some games have you. The checkpoint is next to the boss. Some games, mm-hmm. it's in the middle of the level. Some yes. games, it's the start of the level. To go back to two levels. Mm. Get to the final boss again is the biggest bullshit in mm-hmm. in gaming. So well, I like I like how Dan put that. It's the most unfair spank. That you- <laughs> it is. It is, it's not fair. We're back to pain again. Mm. That's true. And that's true. It, it's the most. It's the most unfair. I think that's. I genuinely think that's bad game design. I think they've, they've obviously done it to prolong the longevity of the game. Mm. But it's unfair when you know when when games change rules all the way through the game. If you die at the boss, you mm-hmm. or you reappear near the boss, and then they change that to the last boss. There you go. Mm, so that's that's, that's amazing. So I'm 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 a Shinobi man there, mate. Sorry, mm, no uh, problem, no problem. Uh, I'm curious about what Viraj's opinion is on this on this comparison. Um, I mean, you have to look at the context of both games. Shinobi mm. was an arcade game built on Sega System 16A hardware. It's a 16-bit arcade game and they've had to scale it back a little bit for the master system and mm-hmm. i played the arcade version out of my sega astro city mini which is i mean i really enjoyed playing that version um and when i look at the master system version they did a very faithful job you know for the hardware at the time they did a very good job with the, the shinobi game now i like the yes it's okay you got, it's, it's not a, a fast-paced game shinobi on master system it's slower but i like the um i like the fact that you've got to be strategic in how you take the enemies you obviously have to you know get the hostages and things like that it's it's an arcade based side scrolling platform game which i really like um mm. i like the, i like the strategy behind it um and it's for me it's it's if you look at ninja Gaiden, i've played that version as well obviously there's a master system version and there's even a pc engine version of that game too and that's one that you might want to try out but um the, the nez we're talking about the nez um, Ninja Gaiden. Now I know I haven't I haven't played all the way through it. I've only gone halfway through it. Um, mm. But I didn't find it as difficult. I mean, it was a cha- it's a fair challenge I found. But I didn't find it as difficult as um, as Seabert made it out to be. I found it to be quite straightforward. But then I haven't got to the last boss as, as Dan mentioned and how it's unforgiving it is. Um, I do look, I do like Ninja Gaiden as well. I do say it's, it's a good game. But comparing the two, I just I, I love just, how you describe it unforgiving. Unforgiving, Um, and and there are a lot of games that were unforgiving of that period. You know, there are a lot of games. To be honest, back then, back then, that's just how they did it. If you actually look at the length of these games, it's actually an hour gameplay or an hour playthrough. If you really look at it, if you know what you're doing, so the games were built to punish you, to give you that longevity, to give you that that bit of a challenge, and that's what Ninja Gaiden successfully does, um, albeit in an unforgiving manner. Um, I mean, they're both two two again. Games of a similar genre, you both ninjas in them, right? Um, I just, I guess, I prefer the side-scrolling arcade style of Shinobi, and that's why I prefer it as a game. I actually prefer the way Shinobi plays the game, albeit a, a, a bit slower than the way Ninja Gaiden is jumping around, as you can see on the video here. I actually like the way Shinobi plays on the Mars system, and that's why, I, that's why I prefer. I mean, I just prefer Shinobi as a game. You know, it's mm. not because I, I think Ninja Gaiden's. Uh, uh, you know, a lesser of a game. It's just not my style of game, and I just prefer Shinobi. So for me, Shinobi's the better game because I prefer the way that game plays. It's not that 
you know, one's better than the other or whatever. But it's better for me, for Shinobu, because I just like the way that the game plays. That's it. I have, I have to admit, that is, a, that is fair comparison, especially considering the fact that the, uh, of the, or, uh, the arcade origins of both games, mm. but when you stop and think about it, the Shinobi uh, version does hew a little bit closer. To, to the arcade version of Shinobi. Whereas, I have to admit, the Ninja Gaiden one, I tried Ninja Gaiden on arcade. It it, it was vastly different from what you, you saw on You guys are right, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you see right here with the, with the Ninja Gaiden, you cannot do all of this crazy stuff in the arcade. Mm. Yeah. You're about I to mean, say Viraj. Uh, another bit is the, the, if you look at Shinobi in the way that the game plays, you also have those little shuriken stages as well. So it changes mm. up the gameplay a bit. Yeah. In yeah, fact, you can cool. argue, you can, say that's actually, you can say it's actually two games in one if you look at it that way. You've got two different mm. game, game styles. And this is, you know, I'm not saying it's monotonous. Obviously, mm. you know, Game has its challenges, etc. Okay. And it does have a, generally, from what I played halfway through, it had actually got a decent difficulty curve. I wouldn't mm. say it's too challenging throughout the game, but obviously I haven't played it all the way through. However, Shinobi, I just really like the gameplay dynamic. I like the mm. style of the game. I like the fact that you've got to rescue the hostages. Let's say the hostages, man. You really feel like you're invested in being this guy, Goku Sashi, you know, that's his name. I've got to mm. save these people. I've got to bring freedom to justice to the city or whatever. So I actually enjoy the Mars system Shinobi game more than I do Ninja Gaiden. And it's predominantly because I just like that style of game more than this style of game. That's it. Yeah, well, fair play. Fair, fair point. Fair point. Um, so I'd say between the two, they are quite. Uh, I guess. I guess it's it's almost a point of the fact that they're almost different genres of the same type. Without, I, I, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's not really. It's not really. A, it's not really fair to to do a head to head on them, but they are a good comparison. As maybe one, in terms of gameplay for Joel, I think mm. you know, be a little bit more. Uh, more you uh, player friendly compared mm-hmm. to Ninja Gaiden. I have a feeling that most players will uh, will advance further in the game if you play Shinobi. Mm-hmm. Because with the Ninja Gaiden, if you, uh, most likely if, if you if you haven't really uh, seen other players um, do Ninja Gaiden, mm-hmm. most likely you're just going to die a lot just on the first stage alone. Mm-hmm. But with uh, but with Shinobi, the first time I played it, yeah. At least I already knew what, what I'm supposed to do. Save the hostages, uh, make sure uh, you throw your projectile, don't get hit, and go to the bosses. It's got a wonderful, a, I mean, it's a masterclass mm. uh, with its difficulty gradient. It literally is one of those games, yeah, as a yeah. kid, if you progress, say, you know, one, one stage into the game, Mm. Next, your next go, you'll progress one and a half stage. Your next mm. go, you'll progress two stage, and 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 that gradient's mint. Because every time you play it, you still get that challenge, but every time you get that little bit further, and you feel great. And that to me, that to me also gives it an edge. So my my, my, my vote. Just, just want to just put this across, and this is just it's relate in relation to Shinobi, and mm-hmm. it's also a NES version that we were aware of. <laughs> okay. And anyone know why that came about? Because, oh, well, let's okay, have a so listen. Happened. So basically, this is to do with the Nintendo in Europe, and this is going to make you laugh. Because mm. it was struggling so much, Nintendo felt compelled to mm. you know, license Sega's titles on the NES to make it sell. That's basically really? it. Yes. Wow. Okay. okay. So they felt the need, like, not just Shinobi, you had games like Fantasy Zone, you had mm. Afterburn oh, on Fantasy the NES, Zone, yeah. you mm. had Alien Syndrome on the NES. Yeah, yeah. And that's because, and, and I'm not saying that. Yeah, we could talk about the master. We could that's another thing altogether. But you know, Nintendo were compelled to do this to try and shift more units because they knew that the Sega stuff was pretty cool. 
And mm-hmm. whilst Nintendo's hardware wasn't built around the arcade style of things, they were trying to do arcade ports. And, you know, this is why this thing exists, the NES Advantage. And you know how we talk about how the games run really slow ah. okay, on the NES? There's actually, um, you know, a, a lot of help you got here. You've got these triggers here that can help you with things. And again, you've got an auto-fly button for shmups here and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. really, it does help with RSI and things. So Nintendo were trying to compete, to be, to be fair with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that, you know, if you're looking at that hardware and mask system, and you know you play them, if you have both and you play both, okay, mm-hmm. you'll know the mask system version of an arcade version of a port typically is better. Yeah, nine times out of ten it's better, I would say. Oh, but anyway, that's that's how the, the, the Shinobi on the NES came about and other games along that line. It's because Nintendo thought, okay, we need to start to shift more units. Obviously, Sega are very popular here in Europe. Mm-hmm. Well, we have some Sega games on here and, you know, give some appeal to other people, you know, and, and make sure that we have... Uh, we're an AND company, not an OR company. That's what Nintendo mm-hmm. always said. We're an AND company, AND we can do this, AND we can do that. That's what Reggie Fields Aim said. Nintendo. Yeah, and they wanted to be inclusive at the time because they wanted to try and get something to work for in Europe. But obviously, the Mars system had gained dominance in 87. And that's partially due to do with the. Yeah, you know, I just want to touch on this because I never got to finish having that conversation, which was. Remember, I said Mattel marketed this when it came out in yeah. 87. It, this came out in 87 in Europe, okay, at a late release. And it actually said Mattel version. Yeah, and in the in the first year it came out, Mars system came out, and they were going head to head. This thing couldn't compete, and then it has to do with poor marketing. The market is like a toy. Look, it's a toy for us. It's a toy, okay? But this thing, obviously, this is the Mark II version. But the first version is beautifully looking. I wish I had one to hand. But mm-hmm. this is the Mark II. Even this looks more adult. You know, it looks like a proper machine. Mm-hmm. And I think Nintendo just didn't do the system justice with the way the market. The new versions of this actually did say NES version underneath, and even the new, in the cartridges. There's actually cartridges that work on the Mattel version, or the branded Mattel version, and one that was um, NES version, and it said A on the cartridge and B, so there were two different versions. Well, it, had two, it just had two releases. To be fair with Nintendo of America, this was a time when they didn't want their uh, they didn't want the, the Nintendo entertainment system to look like it, uh, to look like any other console game system. before yeah, it yeah. because of the yeah. crash mm-hmm. so rather than making it look like uh like another console mm-hmm. they had to uh, they had to make it to look like a vcr it, it, yeah it's a vcr but they're saying that the the mass system the first version actually looks like a cassette player with the play button sort of look on it on the first version if you look at it I don't know if you've got an image to add to show the... It's almost like a set but at least it's, it's not... You, you, would, you being on the 80s, you were not going to associate the look of it from, uh, exactly. from the Atari, from the Holy Vision, from, mm, from the Intellivisions of old. Mm. I just want so to add that. If you're looking at the Master Steam right now, it looks like more of a cassette player. At least it looks different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to say, "Oh, it, it looks another, it looks another console from mm-hmm. uh, from '83." Mm-hmm. I, so, I, I, but then, I, I would the think, will not will not be good as well. I would then countenance that by saying, actually, if you look at the Mars system, whilst it's it kind of has that console look, you know, it's top loader, etc. If you look at it, like I said, it actually looks like a cassette player as well. So again, mm-hmm. Sega were also trying to, they were also mindful of that. You know, there was a console crash in America. The Mars system was actually designed for the American market before it even came to you. So Sega mm-hmm. actually got it right in terms of balance, where it actually- They took a different car. approach. They took a different mm-hmm. approach. Um, 
I, I mean, this is me going back on in regards to the, the NES and, and the hardware of it. <laughs> Joshua um, has an interesting point here. The on the chat, the only real problem with the SMS itself was putting the damn pause button on the console. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, well, hang about, hang about. I'll, I'll, really? I'll, the pause button's I'll in the say, console? So basically, look, I've got it here. Look, basically, mm. this is the Model 2. They all had it. Which is, okay. If you can see here, there's the pause button. That's okay. the pause button. Oh, you need to go all the way to the floor. Just well, what people would do with this version is they'd, they'd have it wired into the TV. They'd actually have the mile system by their side. They'd, oh. pause, they'd do that, or they'd have it by the floor, and you put your toe on this, and you put your foot mm. down, and that's it. Yeah, that's the, the controller. As you can see, right there, there, there is. There is a start button there. It's obviously yeah. labeled start, so you can start mm. and stop the game. It's actually a more comfortable control than the NES, I'll say. The mm. buttons are, are convex, not concave, so they're not going to dig into your thumbs after long hours of gameplay. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really like this control. It's just oh, okay. actually, we haven't even con uh, we, we haven't even talked about the comparison between the controllers. Actually. Yeah. Um, so this is obviously this, we got it up here. That's the that's the master. That's the NES one. Obviously, the NES one is a wider, slightly wider controller. Very angular. Um, very angular. angular. But mm. it's very sharp on the corners, I'll say. Oh, yes. there we go. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's have a look here. Let me move my fingers out of the way. Let's have a look at the NES. Anyway, mm. this top part here is just for the Switch Online, so ignore that bit there. Yes. That's the controller, okay? Mm -hmm. And again, you've got these concave, lovely red buttons here, as you can see. Let's put it to the camera. Yeah. And mm -hmm. yeah, you think you could go into them, but after hours of gaming, they will press into them, okay? Mm. You have these rubber start and select buttons. Hmm. Great, but they'll, they'll uh, wear and tear will mean those rubber buttons will wear oh, true, away. Oh, true, true, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. You had the D-pad, Nintendo were known to be famous for creating this. This is like their innovation. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they had this and that's that was for precision. Mm -hmm. um, so you have that, okay? I, I actually... The NES controller control will kill your thumbs. It'll kill your thumbs. <laughs> yeah. it'll kill your, it'll, it, it really presses into your palms yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it really is. It does pinch it. Well, it's a master system. If not I'm very clear. ergonomic. It, it's, it, to be honest, they're both square, square things. But because the buttons are quite low on it, my palms mm. aren't pressed to the controller, even though it's a bit square. So mm. I, it's much more comfortable. The D-pad was like a floaty thing. Some some the people criticize this. The pad, the pad is absolutely lovely. There we go. So you've got this lovely little floaty thing here. I mean, mm. people would argue, okay, it doesn't give you as much precision as the D-pad does, but it works. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have this. Actually, the earlier versions of this actually have a, little, a joystick that comes out of that, which you could screw oh. up. It's like a little top. The first version okay. just had that. Obviously, the newer design didn't have that with the Mark III. Mm. Um, it, I mean, okay, to answer the point about a pause button, you know how mm -hmm. I made the point about how Sega were looking to bring games from the arcade home, give that yes. arcade experience home? Where was the last time you saw a pause button on an arcade machine, guys? Very true, very true, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go, we, uh, you, you go hardcore, man. And, okay, yeah, you do, <laughs> but, okay, yes, it's, 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 it's an oversight. They didn't make a big mm. pause button in the Model 2, but look, it is what it is, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's... it's fair it's, point it's, to Joshua. Hardcore, man. <laughs> it's hardcore. Very, yeah, very, point, very fair point to Joshua, but Viraj actually does make a very good argument on that one. Arcade game ports, you don't have a pause button. Yeah, the, the pause button that you get is when you run out of tokens, mm -hmm. or you know when your buddy says, "All right, let me do, let me take over," or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> if you're about to die in the arcade, you're about to die in the arcade. I mean, pausing it will only delay the inevitable event. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Might might well just take the bullet. One massive, one massive point that, that I kind of touched on earlier. Mm. That, that we we bought these systems mm -hmm. to get good for the arcades. Mm -hmm. These were as training. 
you know what I mean? When I got a Sega Master System, Double Dragon, Hang On, Afterburner, Space Harrier, those games I wanted to go home, practice on, and then go into the arcade and show off. And show off. Yeah. That's what I did because that's what you, yeah, you young kid. That's what you do, isn't it? That's so, true. That's true. Um, that that was the biggest thing. You you went home. You practiced on your home console so that you could go to the arcade and show off. Yeah. That's uh, it. Just very quickly, I know mm. I pulled out my NES Advantage here, but there was a mm. Master System version that they had, which is better than that in my opinion. Ah, I just okay. don't own one. There was a Master System stick. I can't remember what it was called. It's called the Master something. And you have two buttons and you have the arcade stick. Um, you also had the the, the, the Zapper gun uh, <clears> on the Master System. Yes. Um, and that they actually had, in my opinion, obviously we're not talking about it because mm. nobody talks about these light gun games, but I think the Master System versions, what, Master System lineup, what was that, and what the NES had, the Phaser, that's what it's called, yeah, Zap on the mm. NES, the Phaser on the Master System, those games were a lot better for the, for the Master they responded better. Let's talk, let's talk about 3D gaming. Yeah, Master System had 3D glass, so you had Outrun in 3D. And ah. there were Active 3D, which were actually polarized and powered up, whereas the NES 3D was those. You know, those red and those ones, that was a, 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 a static 3D, which wasn't, mm. we all know what that looks like, because we all mm. used it, looked at on the Pixie RT. So the master system level of 3D was actually state of the art. It's actually really good when you have those glasses. Um, and, and the Zapper gun was a bit more precise. And I just like the way it played with Terminator 2 Arcade on the master system at home. My friend had his and I played on okay. the NES versions. The NES, I don't think the NES actually had that game. They had a lot more gallery shooters with the NES one. It's more gallery oh, that's shooters. True, yeah. Whereas with the, with the Master System, you actually had moving sprites with their games. So it's a much more immersive arcade experience when you're playing those games. So Sega were ahead in terms of the technological guts of the system when it came out. Obviously, the Master System 2 was obviously a scale back. You don't have the abilities with the, with the 3D and, and oh, that sort of stuff. But, okay. you know, it's, it's, it's nice that they had that interactive... Uh, ability on the master system when it came out it was actually a better machine in terms of the way you could experience video games and their range of video games mm. albeit a shorter library than the NES you had that quality and that variety which is still good enough it had over 300 titles the master but, but um, to add on that Virash, to be honest uh, to be fair with NES <clears throat> although we're talking about Sega because uh, this is what Sega started from uh, importing um, uh, arcade games very true on home console but uh, if you look at it like the sapper gun, mm-hmm. if if you're gonna be asking a hundred people, um, one of the things could probably they mention is duck hunt. Duck uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On the master yeah. system. Um, there there are certain games, yes, when it comes to specs and all that. But uh, to be fair with with uh, Ness, uh, though there are games that looks better, but there are more. Uh, more popular games that was released if you're comparing both both games. Yeah, there were popular, uh, there were good games in Master System, but uh, are they as popular as the Nest Duck Hunt, which mm. I believe everyone? Mm. When you, when you, yeah, well, yeah, that was a package, as, 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 though, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, package yeah, like, on Duck Hunt. Was it? Yeah, I don't yeah, quite okay. You, 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 you okay. Got it, you got it with was a packing. Yeah, you got Okay. System. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. The clothes that we got for the second Master System was Donald Duck. So it's a Donald Duck hunt. We did it. Did Ness have Operation Wolf? Operation Wolf. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Daryl. 
Yeah. Um, Barrel. Um, no, 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 no. Operation Wolf was was uh, on the NES. Was a very pared down version, God. a very simplified version of Operation Wolf. Have to admit that um, the Operation Wolf on the arcade uh, on NES had no comparison to. Operation I remember Wolf on playing the Operation version. Wolf, and it mm. was quite traumatizing as a kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know how people are keep shooting at you, and then mm-hmm. there, yes. and then there's this mm-hmm. there's this. Uh, the panel mm. when uh, when your player dies. Mm-mm. Yes. Yeah. My, you know, like that. <laughs> that was my Vietnam. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, lack of a better word. Just to be I mean, he, I, mean I, I was afraid of uh, because, because there were there were a few th- uh, there were a few games that we had before and Operation mm. Wolf was one of them. Mm. You know you know those yeah. 999999. <laughs> yeah. so, Operation Wolf was there. Played for the first time, mm-hmm. and after after playing it for for a few minutes, I just got scared. Actually, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, I mean seriously. I mean, if I play it, if I play it now as an adult, I think I, I think I can probably fare a little bit better, more, uh, feel a, bit, a little bit better. But back then, as a kid. Viraj has a point though. Let's hear what Viraj has to say about that. Yeah, so in regards to Operation Wolf, again, the Master System version. Um, I mean, it's night and day difference on that one as well because I played the both. The reason oh. I played, I mean, you're probably wondering how has Viraj played this because I created these builds during lockdown. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, I, I modded my my classic mini stand the entire library, and part okay. of doing it is playing every single game to make sure it worked. Yes. So I know I have an idea. Even I haven't played them all the way through. I was testing them. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I say with the Mars system, the way it plays, the fluid, fluidity of mm-hmm. the power that system has. Remember, it had twice the, the clock speed. Really? Much, the, okay. yes. I'll if have to give that it, a try. If you look at the Mars system console, it was twice. If you look at the, the processor in it, it was actually twice as. I wouldn't say the system was twice as fast, but it was mm-hmm. a faster system. And because because of that, the Mars system game just felt more fluid. We talked about this with Double Dragon. You know, yeah. the way it plays, it's just mm-hmm. a powerful system. Well, there, there, is, there is, and I mentioned Operation Wolf when Cecilia mentioned that uh, with Duck Hunt is because I, I, I damn well knew that Operation Wolf and Master System was a thousand times better. No, oh my god! That, that, that were another that were another reason mm. why we got it again. Arcade, big a big fan of Operation Wolf in the arcade. I wanted mm-hmm. to play it at home, um, and I played the NES version, and it were all right. I'm not saying it were terrible, but the Master System version was much better. Mm. Yeah, just and just to finalise on my point, which is, if you're looking at arcade style gameplay, and this is where the Master System had a big big advantage over the NES. The Mars system is is clearly the system for it. The NES mm-hmm. is something that's struggled with that. There are other games, and it has its pros. The NES, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's fast paced, that's action, um, that that ha- gives you that immersive feeling of speed for its time. Obviously, Mega Drive is the one that gives you the speed. But this thing, compared to a NES, is is night and day different. Well. I, it's sad to say we have just hit the two-hour mark of our podcast. We'll be closing it out with one last. Um, I, there's so many other games that we should be comparing. I know Dan gave a list, and I played through them. They were all amazing. But we are going to be closing out with one iconic um, arcade uh, game that showed up on Sega Master System, comparing it to an NES game. I'm sharing the screen right now. Uh, let's see. Let's do. Outrun versus Rad Racer. Outrun, Outrun is an arcade game that got really popular in the arcades way back when, and uh, it just recently showed up on Yakuza Kiwami, if I remember correctly, or Zero. I, I could be wrong on on, on that one. Um, our, uh, 
I we're gonna we're gonna close it out with a comparison of outrun for the arcade uh, for the Sega Master System versus the uh, versus the game Rad Racer or Highway Star as it was known in the Japanese market in uh, and in the Philippines as well. So uh, thoughts and uh, let's see what is uh, I know Joe played through this one. Uh, Joe, what was your thought on outrun for the Sega Master System? At first, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> where, I, where, where am I going? Mm-hmm. I'm like. So, first, so, okay. Um, so there's a time limit. Am I racing somebody? Am mm. I trying to catch somebody? Okay. So keep on going. Keep on driving. Keep on driving. Eventually, mm. you'll you'll reach the finish line, and then, okay. Um, so I'm still going. I'm still mm-hmm. going. It's not like oh, I, I reach I I reach the final lap and then mm. stage two. Mm-hmm. No, you just keep on driving. I'm mm-hmm. like, where the hell am I driving? <laughs> where am I going? <laughs> not yo, only yo, when I reach yo, the time it's limit. Not, it's not then... an RPG. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's true. That's not true. Only <laughs> I reach the time limit, not reach the final game. lap. I didn't reach the finish line after the mm-hmm. time limit. And then the game shows this map and it showed me where I was. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, okay, it. so am I... So, Am I am I already at this stage? Mm-hmm. So oh good. Um, so from this stage, I'm already up here. So that mm-hmm. means. So, and I thought I was already in stage two. Mm. The game resets back from the very beginning. That's I'm it. Like, <laughs> oh, what the hell was that? So yeah, I know. That's the thing. Yeah, and then I realized that okay, so you have to reach the you have to reach the finish uh, the goal line within the time mm-hmm. limit. Then you'll eventually realize how far you have gone through the map. Yes, See, like I that. Say Joe, like that. Case, like that. Yes, I would say in Joe's case, he was he was looking for an opponent in terms of a competitor in the race. He did not realize that his opponent was actually the clock. Yeah, his opponent yeah. was actually the, the clock. clock. Yeah, yeah. And outrun his opponent, the clock. And his opponent, and his consequence that he would be choked out by his girlfriend, right, ne- sitting right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was the consequence of it, Joe. So I and say, then oh, mm, and yeah, then Servirac commented, oh, dude, you need to hit up and down mm-hmm. so you can go high Ship and low on, uh, on, on your gears. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I noticed those gears and when <laughs> I hit, I hit a three and. The car went all oh, went <laughs> jump up because I hit the tree, mm-hmm. and then and, and then I saw oh there's mm. a LNH in there so, mm. so that's the only time that you notice the LNH. I was flying after I I hit the tree. Oh my goodness! And then then that's the, then that's the only realized I saw the LNH. Oh, this there are gears in here, of course. This is proof positive of of testament of how we our generation never read game manuals. We, we never read the manual. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah, I would say the, the opinions uh, from uh, from from the rest of the panel very quickly because we're going to be closing it out. Uh, let's hear from Dan. How how do you like this uh, translation of Outrun on the Sega Master System compared to the arcade version? The arcade version is a different class. Mm. Sega Master System is my favorite console version of it, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I, I like the Mega Drive version. But mm-hmm. I, I think the way that they they miniaturized some of the uh, sprites slightly uh, really works well and mm-hmm. makes it really playable. And um, in comparison to Rad Racer, I think mm-hmm. this is a completely different class of game. I think I mm-hmm. think I think Outrun is it's um, it's tighter, it's faster, uh, it looks better, 
and one of my favorite things about it is you get to select from um all the different soundtracks that you can listen to oh, um, yeah, and, and it's it, it just it captures that vibe of traveling across america uh, which mm. you know what i mean that that kind of that, that's why you don't have an opponent you mm. just meant to be blasting down out somewhere sunny we we misses so um, mm. yeah for me mate I, I think rad race is a decent game but i think mm. i think it's a bit i think it controls a bit poorly and mm. um it, it doesn't capture what album does with a sense of speed and mm. um sense of freedom okay uh let's hear what viraj has to say uh very quickly um i think this is an amazing port for the time uh i mean obviously this was created by yu suzuki in the arcade to be an that genius created Space Harrier, Afterburner, mm. uh, Outrun, Super Hang On. Mm. This is a very good port for what it is. Mm. Um, compared to Rad Racer, which is what we're comparing it to, yes. um, again, it's a superior game. Uh, hands mm. down, it's a better game, and that's, that's really what I want to say on it. All right, very cool. Uh, let's hear a very quick opinion from JDM. I know JDM was more familiar with Highway Star or Rad Racer, but uh, mm. from what you from what you can see, JDM, how are you liking the visuals of uh, Outrun for the Sega Master System? Uh, I played this a few hours ago. That's the first time I played Outrun on the Master System because I played the um, later games, the one on the uh, PS2, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so JDM looks- saw me playing this, and now that he knows how I sh- what things not to do and what to do, <laughs> he was able to play it without any problem. Yeah, I actually did the uh, shift gears when <laughs> I played this, but I went too fast. I I bumped into the signs and the trees there, but the um, environment looks great for uh, its time and it's much more better than rad racer so oh, it's really okay. sad i haven't uh, played it when i was young ah oh, there you go very quickly one thing i noticed about rad races the music cuts out it does yes uh, um i think it's because of the fact that you can select the music when you when when you press up uh, up and the B button, if I remember correctly, on the yeah. on the pad. So if you made the mistake of pressing the B button and up at the same time while you were driving, uh, you didn't notice it. The music would either change or cut out. So that's probably what was happening to you, Viraj. Okay. All right, okay. and Siebert, la- last uh, last opinion. Red Racer. I would say it's a decent decent game because uh, mm-hmm. I played a lot of Outrun back in the days because mm-hmm. we had. Uh, it's very popular. Well, it's not exactly that popular back in the days, but we had that on the arcade here in the mm. Philippines. So, yes. Outrun, Rad Racer all just came in just uh, later on, uh, the life cycle of Outrun, so I would give it to Outrun. I played Outrun. a lot of Outrun in the, in the arcades as well back in mm. the days. <laughs> all right. And in my case, I my most recent stream on my channel, Banyagang Native, I did a comparison of outrun games from the arcade all the way to uh sega master system sega genesis even sega game gear i did even the uh, outrun on the pc engine and you'd be surprised guys i would give the outrun game on home consoles to pc engine uh that's my personal opinion i i i it's because the the details and the fluidity of it um my personal opinion was uh, I had to give it to the TurboGrafx-16 PC Engine version. If you guys want, you can check that out in my most recent stream. All right, we are going to wrap this up. Sad to say we can't cover the other uh, the other genres mm. on the Sega Master System versus oh. NES because we just hit the two-hour mark. But for those of you who are who who stuck around and listened to our opinions, this is the reason why.
why you are retro gamers. We are not just uh, we are not just playing through the games that we played through when we were young. We are now discovering different games from different uh, different consoles and di- different parts of the world. So that's the wonder and the beauty of retro gaming. I will toss it back to Joe to close us out. Joe. You know what? What reminds me of this game? It kind of looks like F Zero for the SNES. F Zero, yeah, that's true. Kinda, kinda, kinda. Mm, Gameplay wise, anyway. mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, John. Um, well, thank you guys for uh, for all of that. Uh, it's a only it's only a two hour show. Uh, we could have we could have extended this a little bit. Uh, uh, it, it, is, it is two shows. It is two shows. It is too short. The time just went uh, went by just like that, but. <sighs> We, we are getting word from our producers that <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're running uh, we're we're not, we're not trying to outrun the club anyway. Yeah, outrun. Hey. outrun yeah, in. there you go. <laughs> uh, to close this show, <clears throat> um, let me uh, let, let let we just say this um, on this console wars back in the uh, back of the mid eighties. No? If we are going by. With the sales figures, of course, yes, of course, Nintendo has the upper hand. It revitalized the gaming industry, but let's not forget all of those, all of those noise just came, just would came just mainly in North America. Okay, after numerous consoles and games lacking in quality control, crashed the market, their market. But for the rest of the world, Sega had their share of their territories, and. To me, it is all based on where you were and what time when the NES and the Master System were the consoles to have. Not all households can afford both, so it was either the, either of the two. And television, magazines, and word of mouth were the ones that we only have as most of information that we got on wishing what system to have because we didn't we don't have the internet back then. In the Philippines, where we grew up, uh, Nintendo raised us. For me, it was all that I have known. It was only until I reached my teen years that I stumbled upon another brand, which was Sega. For most of the for most of the Filipinos growing up as well, but it's not the same for uh, for the rest of the world. Of course, it was the other way around. UK, South America, right? Sega had the uh, Sega dominated those regions. What is good about doing this show, ladies and gentlemen, um, is that personally I find great pleasure in finding out the who's and the what's and the where's and the why's of the uh, of our gaming of our gaming history. By pre- uh, in preparing this show, uh, I wanted to know why Sega didn't do well in our region of the world. Why it was more popular in the UK? Why it was more popular in in South America, why say uh, why Nintendo had more control over the U.S. and both Sega and Nintendo during the 8-bit years have their own share of good and bad games. Let let's all uh, let's all admit that. But it is the good and the bad that makes our childhood memories more meaningful when we revisit. It takes good and the bad. Nintendo had more leeway in their in their gaming library because. As Sir Viraj mentioned, uh, they had more contractual lockout with their third-party developers, not producing games for the competition. Sega, on the other hand, had to resort to buying these games from those developers, rebranding them, just to avoid a lawsuit coming from Nintendo. That's why there, uh, there were 
there were no, more notable games for for the NES in comparison with uh, with the Master System. However, saying that one console sucks <laughs> or it's not good just because we have we have no intentions of trying out the games that made that particular console good is unfair and foolhardy. But an opinion is just another still it's just another opinion mm-hmm. no matter how real we say our opinions are mm-hmm. let's not dismiss the childhood memories and the childhood enjoyment of our fellow gamers mm-hmm. rather we should celebrate that there were kids back in the 80s who were fortunate enough to have Sega and or Nintendo to keep them company mm-hmm. right So thank you guys so much for uh, for staying, and I hope you I hope you enjoyed this uh, particular episode of our installment of the console wars, the eight bit era. And let's uh, let's do uh, let's do our shameless plugs. Sir JDM, where can they find you? Mm. Yeah, um, you can catch me on Facebook Gaming and on Twitch One Two Three Go here on Facebook and on Twitch One Two Three Go Retro. I Mostly stream around um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, I do um, variety of games for um, PlayStation era, uh, PlayStation 2, and onwards. And sometimes I would like to do some Sega games as well. Uh, I'm doing random uh, fr- game Fridays, so... Yeah, uh, maybe I should give this uh, Sega Master System games a try. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you for that, sir. JDM, yeah. and oh, and how about sir Tibert? Where can they find you? Um, you know what? This is actually what's good about being a retro game co- um, collector uh, in general, because um, everyone, because uh, if you look at these days, everyone, kids nowadays are so excited about getting their the new PS5. And the games it released. Uh, for me, I, I'm always excited to get hold of a game that I never heard of. Uh, whether it's the NES, the Master System. I'm, I'm in the future. I might. Uh, I'm looking forward to having one, the Master System. But um, anyway, both both games. Though I'm I'm with NES because it's something that I grew up with. Uh, with respects to uh, to, to uh, the second Master System that I'm just getting familiar with just recently. Though I played it through the Game Gear, it's different when you're, you're using the console because of the graphics. Yeah. But um, um, both systems are actually good. So the, it, it, I may be re- wearing red nest. It's something that I used to participate that uh, um, kids nowadays should look look as well because uh, both are great systems. So uh, hands down to both of them. And um, you can reach me at um, I, I as a hobby aside from being a collector. I I play games a lot. So uh, one of the most recent game I played is from the PS4. It's um, it's, it's it's Pac-Man. But uh, anyway, um, I also do mod. So you can check out all my work at Seabird East Retro Games on my Facebook page and here on Timeless Gamers. All right, thank you guys. All right, thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that, Sir Seabird. Oh, so since we're t- we're talking about closing remarks, let's go back to Sir JDM. Sir JDM, closing remarks in regarding with the episode. Oh uh, yeah. Um, It doesn't matter uh, which console you like, Sega, uh, Sony, uh, Nintendo, as long as you love the game. Uh, if you're a gamer, 
you would really like to try every games that you get your hands to. So um, just play the games and enjoy. All right. Thank you for that, Sir JDM. How about Sir Dan? Closing remarks and where they can find you. Yeah, I think what JDM says, you know, what he says there about finding what you like, really, and what suits your preference. Um, and when you're trying these 8-bit systems, if you do that, you'll realize that the Sega Master System is definitely the better system. And uh, and uh, get out there, play, play them and enjoy them. And uh, uh, I, I think all the ones that we've gone through today, I mean, we only went through a few comparisons, um, but it showed, a lot of those comparisons were really tight. Um, and it shows that it shows the roots of that console war, and that that's the bit I've really enjoyed from the show because uh, the console war, you know, was everybody remembers Super Nintendo and Sega Mega Drive, but it's been great to talk about this era and live that build up to that console war. Um, so uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you for that, sir. Dan. And that's correct. This is the dawn of the 16-bit era where everything changed. So it's a good it's a good opportunity for us to find out the beginning of the war, so to speak. Yes. How about Sir Joel, who uh, who lead the charge for this particular episode? Closing remarks, Sir Joel, and where they can find you. All right. First things first. Thank you very much, to everybody who was hanging around the chat. Jinkus Gaming Hub. Maraming maraming salamat. Thank you very much for hanging around. RJ Leo, uh, Ladeleones with the exclamation point notified. Thanks very much for that one. Thank you very much. And Jomenten of Jomarat Facebook Gaming Page and Jomarat on Twitch.tv. Thank you very much. And Sir Pao. How could I possibly forget Sir Pao Twenty Four, who sadly could not join us today. Uh, he is also part of a Timeless Gamer podcast. And uh, I think uh, Tito Popoy passed by here for a moment. Okay. So um, my personal take is that i am absolutely joyful for discovering new things that came out before um uh, finding out the new new um finding out about these games that actually can have a very good comparison between uh different platforms uh i'd say and i completely agree with everybody who has mentioned things uh prior to me enjoy what you've got uh, discover new things. Reach out to all those other places that you that uh, reach out outside of your comfort zone, and you know uh, you can find me in my uh, Facebook gaming page, um, uh, Pinoy Retro Game. Ah, uh, Joel Joel Baklit, Banyaganit uh, Pinoy Pinoy Gamer Abroad, or on my I'm more frequent on my Twitch TV channel right now, Banyaganit. I am planning on continuing my my series of video games through the ages so uh jdm actually saw my most recent broadcast of outrun from the arcades all the way to the different platforms and uh how they look and compared to each other and uh a little tail ender to there which i added was frogger from the arcade all the way to the different platforms as well uh you can see frogger on the super nes on the sega genesis on the game boy color on the game boy advance and all the way to the playstation one so please check out my page thank you very much to everybody who hung around and watched uh our little attempt to educate filipinos and the rest of the world on the comparison between sega master system and famicom nes back to you john all right thank you for that sir joel and of course the man who dropped the most knowledge for this particular episode um Sir Virad, of course. Virad, uh, closing remarks and your uh, your closing remarks and uh, and where can they find you? Oh, I feel I feel really bad now. I wish I wish we had more time. 
there's so much we could talk about. There's so yeah. much we could talk about. But uh, look, you'll find me loitering around on the Sega Genesis group. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Dan. So you find me behind Dan. I'm in, I'm in the shadow. But um, look, I'd like to thank you all personally for inviting me on the show to talk about um, that, that era and, and my knowledge and share my knowledge. Um, one thing I just want to say, because this is purely, I mean, I know it says console wars and we're talking about Sega Master and there's the event or whatever you think. Look, I hope this gives those of you who uh, are in Manila or in, in the Philippines an insight that the Master System is definitely an alternative and you should definitely check out these games that we talked about. Should you wish to know about more stuff, you know, you can just message me on Facebook. I'm always loitering around. And if you want some recommendations on titles, because we're literally on the tip of the iceberg, we don't have enough time. I'll, I'll happily talk you through it. But it's a, it's a wonderful system. And in the wonderful world of emulation, it's just so it's so easy to play. So, um, yeah, I, I hope that this opened your eyes to, to actually being a really good alternative 8-bit system to play. And it has a, has a vast library of games that everyone will enjoy. Thank you. Thank you again for uh, letting me come show you. All right, thank you for that, for Viraj. We're the ones oh. who are honored, Viraj. Thank oh. you very, very much for being here. <laughs> it's quite surprising to learn more about uh, the game, the, the gaming situation from other side of the uh, from the other side of the globe. To be honest, and uh, we're we're, t- we're quite thankful for uh, for Sir Dan and Sir Viraj, uh, who shares their uh, uh, their uh, their gaming situations from um, from that side of the world and we, th- that's a good thing about the show guys we, we got um, we got the americas we got the europeans we got the agents <laughs> so, the australian right here we got the australians right here <laughs> and uh, that's a good thing about about gaming guys we uh, the way i see it we live in a campus but we may be living on different dorms but we all living on the same campus mm-hmm. yes which is still gaming so, um, we just right? need to find somebody from Brazil so that he can he can give us more <laughs> more background. I know, into- right? Yeah, I know. Uh, I believe some of the I think I believe some of the uh, the members on the Sega Genesis uh, Facebook page we have a, we have a few Brazilians there as well. I and- only wish we had somebody from the Sega Genesis Facebook group to you know to kind of. <laughs> <laughs> would be great if the Sega if the Sega Genesis group would you know. <laughs> would yeah, anyway. Well, anyways, guys, uh, just to promote the show, of course, oh, yeah. um, you can catch the archive uh, videos of our show by going to the Facebook page of M- Timeless Gamer. Just search in Timeless Gamer PRG on YouTube or by going to the Facebook page of Pinoy Retro Gaming. And for our audio uh, the audio format of our previous episodes uh, just google search Francis Gamer and it will be available on Audible Amazon Music Spotify iTunes Gold Podcast all of that I'm not gonna name them all of them it's quite tiring <laughs> anyways <laughs> and that's all for today guys and as always our games and bodies will might grow out of date but our gaming experiences will forever remain hey this All is right, our season thanks, five uh, finale, guys. The next one will be season six. All right, excellent. <laughs> Bye, guys. Okay, see you guys Peace on the next season. All right, enjoy.